0: one of the players became the new Forever DM. But didn't really know the system accidentally TPK'd everybody, so sessions canceled. Welcome, guys, gals, to the special 50 anniversary special. We did it. Nope, we ma- not, we not, made it to 50. Nope, not an anniversary map. Nope.
1: What? What do you mean, not it's anniversary? Not, eh? Anniversary implies a year.
0: Yeah, it's we've been doing this for like
1: a year. No, we haven't. Oh. There's 54 weeks in it. And? We, we took some weeks off. True. Oh, so then we're over a year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. We're over the year, baby. We did it. Why didn't you just say fiftieth episode? Episode.
0: No, I like anniversary. It's a nice name. It's not an
1: anniversary.
0: Your face isn't an. You're anniversary. lying
2: to people. Fucking got him. <laughs>
0: Anywho, isn't... Yes, this is the uh, this is the fiftieth anniversary. I man, I, fuck, I did it again. I went to say. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Damn it, Josh. This is what happens. This is what episode, happens. To you. It's not that hard. <laughs> nope. I'm just gonna keep calling anniversary now. <laughs> Okay, Special well. 50 anniversary episode I'm here with the lads as always I'm here with Isaiah over here Surviving I, I'm
2: struggling to become the Survi- next uh, The next champion of chaos undivided Nurgles the current fight that
0: I'm fighting Surviving
2: it. but not thriving
0: no, Got the, uh, Oh no go for it sorry
2: say The grandfather gives his, uh, his blessings But I didn't fucking ask for them bre- bre- <laughs> Breathing but not I don't...
0: Hmm. Actually, Aspiring?
2: That, Is
1: that the word you're looking for? Respiring? No, I was literally trying to think of anything better. I, do
0: do people get chosen to become, like, you know, Nurgle zombies and stuff, or no. does Nurgle just fuck, you know, he's just like, eh, infection, it's fine.
2: Uh, it depends. If you ask Papa Nurgis for a blessing, then you will probably get one if you do enough weird evil shit. Like, if you shit in your company's water fountain enough, he'll probably toss you something. Um... <laughs>
0: But he also oh, just goes,
2: oh, look at this random planet. Walking pox. Have fun, days.
0: <laughs> It'd be a real shame if someone were just to corrupt it. Yeah, no, exactly. it's like, huh, what, what's
2: that? Dick maggots? Okay, cool, guys. Here you go. Here's some dick maggots. And you're like, oh, that's, that's. So that's you a crisp high five. Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, and as always, uh, here with Josh as well. I'm here, but every time we
1: slip closer to me, just deciding if I should be here. Oh. No.
2: And-
0: but uh, before we, we day, do yeah, anything, <laughs> <hour>. <laughs> I don't even know how to continue <laughs> with that one. No, just stick <laughs> it Just a No, no, oh, it's fine. Just a me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> before we begin our 50 not anniversary special episode, uh, him, Josh, do you want to take it away? With the... uh <laughs> you want to take it away? Yeah. You <laughs> know, quick. if you've been listening for 50
1: episodes. You haven't hit the follow or subscribe button on the podcast platform of your choice. You better hit that fucking button, or I'm coming to your house. I'll know. I have your addresses. No, seri- no seriously, please hit that button, though. Please, it'd be nice.
0: How are you getting their addresses? Boy? Don't worry
1: about it. I'd like to go over thirty followers on Spotify, though. So if you could, if, if three more people, just hit the button, please. That's all I ask.
0: That'd be tell nice. your friends. Tell your grandmas. Tell your grandma's grandmas. Tell anyone.
1: Yeah. And we also, like dice. important thing here, if we say something blasphemous or stupid in an episode, please, please tell us why we're wrong in the comments. Stroke the algorithm, PP. That's
2: all I ask. Do we just... I, I can't get out of my head. Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking Paladin was talking to us and he's like, I can't believe you said the arcane build and Bloodborne was shit. Yes. I literally don't remember saying that at, I at all. I don't remember
1: it saying it either, <laughs> but I'm mad at him for not saying it in the comments section. <laughs> True. I'm gonna, true. You should
2: have commented.
1: Should've commented. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Try and he could find... have commented and then I could have argued with him in the comment section.
0: Okay, hold on. <laughs> Brett, I'm gonna try and find the episode, and I just need the audio file of, of them shitting on, shitting the, on the arcane, arcane belt and just splice just it, sli- in right it in right here.
2: Right now. Chief, I can find right. it. Yeah.
0: And now that's over. Uh so today, uh on upon request from uh the boys over here. And I know I've mentioned it on and off again. I've been thinking in the back of my mind of wanting to do a somewhat campaign diary of the three year game that I keep bringing up as that is the big like most of my DMing experience
1: the campaign from. retrospective.
0: Yeah, yeah, can't. Yeah, campaign retrospective, because I, I have actually I, I forgot it. You know, you guys know I'm note taker. I fucking bullet point shit down. I didn't realize how crazy like the amount of notes I took for that campaign, I dated shit. Wow! Like, yeah, I, I, I'm like, wow, past Matt. Why are you, why are you so on the spectrum like this? Like, what happened? Like, what
2: that sounds like a living hell?
0: It's, it's crazy because I didn't think I'm like, yeah, I take notes. Yeah, of course I take notes. I'm fucking, it's me. Of course I do. And then I look at like the shit I've done. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? I don't even remember taking all these.
1: Isaiah, that's the opposite of a living hell. That's great information to have. What are you talking about?
2: Uh, it been, no, uh, it's entirely too much.
1: <laughs> to write down a
2: date on your notes? Yes. It's not that hard. Oh, can't be asked.
0: See, I did that during... I didn't even do that as a player. I did it for both the... Uh, I did it for both uh, our games with Sam, and I did it with uh, the Icewind Dale game. Just because I wanted to reference and make sure I knew what the fuck we were talking about. If someone's yeah. like, hey, do you guys remember this NPC? And I'm like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah, I think like... Th- uh, yeah, it says here three weeks ago we met him, and uh you know Shane kicked him in the nuts and threw him down a cliff by accident. Yeah, it's like why? Why did we do that? I will say so, for I'm, I'm my current doing
2: that out of the off the dome. Mm.
0: <laughs> I don't no, that's extra brain you. space. My I have what is known as full brain. I see it. I need I need that space of random like cartoon and anime nonsense to be filled in there. And D facts
1: JoJo fun facts to be in there. JoJo
0: fun facts. So I, can, so I need stuff written on paper or digital paper so it doesn't just store up in my brain lockers forever where, you know, I should probably have important information like, you know, my parents' birthday and other things like that. <laughs> I mean, listen, as a, as a player,
1: I'm definitely pretty fast and loose when it comes to notes. Like, I don't stress them too much as a player because as a player, I have such a smaller window of things to be concerned about that generally I can remember what I need to remember for the game. As a GM, though, I'm often rotating you know eight plates at once so to make sure my plates are all in a reasonable order i got to jot it down like no other otherwise even if you remember the plates are there they they're going to you know they're going to start doing some weird shit all of a sudden one of the plates is behind you another plate's on the floor it's still spinning somehow but it fell and it's like on its side another plate's defying gravity you're pretty sure like you know you got to keep them like in order you
2: know
1: this is no i i it- mean i you know what? Whatever. I'm just gonna let Isaiah be a psychopath in the corner. It's fine. You have fun, Hannibal Lecter.
2: You know what? I, I will keep everything in my mind, Palace. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> what are the uh, What are the brain computers in 40K? What are those things called? The
2: cogitator units. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't wait till like the near distant future, and it's just gonna be Isaiah. It's like I made it. I survived. Just a like little robot brain.
1: I like how you reference 40K, and I immediately thought of the Sybil system and psychopaths. Uh, yeah, oh, I, never the, I never I
0: played that I never played Watch so. Yeah sorry I, I'm mixing it up With a video game
2: <laughs> So there's a Great little fun fact For you about 40k so The big mechanic guy at the moment Belisarius call How do we always definitely End up made here an, No it's fine Don't worry. He definitely <laughs> made An AI uh, Called the <laughs> Call Inferior And it's like 500 brains That form a Supercomputer That's basically An AI And the Primarch That's alive right now And he's like You made an AI Didn't you He's like what No 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 it's what not a, such it's, a thing look at all the brains it couldn't be an ai it's just my brain that i downloaded into all these smaller brains because my brain is too big and he'll answer any of your questions and he's like this is an ai this is an ai bill sorry this, we stop bullshitting he's like what no that does oh, well, i'm sorry all right i got a call on the other line hold on yeah like don't worry about it Cerebro enhance um there's another fun fact there's a new game or not maybe something new it's called um uh, blackstone fortress it's a board game for 40k, and one of the characters you can play is a man of iron, i.e., a functioning AI, that slapped an Imperial logo on itself and just pretends to be a part of the Mechanicus. So they don't find out that it's an AI. What a <laughs> what a loophole. What a yeah. workaround. Yeah. Both of those yeah. examples. What the fuck? It's so funny. Alright, well wow.
0: get us away I from guess...
2: 40k, Matt, I beg of you.
0: All right, so so the horse heresy, bro. Okay,
1: I'm so sick of Uh, hearing about it. (laughs)
0: That's like the only like thing I know that like annoys fucking uh, 40k players. Oh god. But uh, yeah, I guess before, you know, I I guess a little little back, you know, backening story, if you will, for the game. Backening. Backening, yes. In our in the origin episode, we did episode uno. One would say. I I mentioned this, and I'm not gonna. I won't go over everything in you know detail like I did then. But TLDR, buddy Joe got me into D&D. I played in his campaign for a little bit. My first game, first time playing D&D. That campaign lasted about six or seven, eight months maybe. Um, And he got burnt out and had to leave. Do the work. A lot of other players began you know kind of leaving, and not wanting my gaming table to kind of die out. This new hobby. I, I took up the mantle of DMing and been basically running ever since. <laughs> and that game, uh, I basically, for the first half of it, most of it was me building the train tracks as the train was heading, hurtling t- towards me at <laughs> lightning speeds.
1: Yeah, Matt, you made a very, very fatal flaw. You picked up the GM mantle. And what? Eh. But many people don't know, or they pick up the mantle. It's a cursed item. You can't unequip it.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, it's it's weird because I, I like the curse. It's just you know some people do sometimes. Sometimes sometimes you know I, I I towards the end of the three year game I got burnt the fuck out. I got so burnt. It, it was it was real bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I I like it. And I, Although you clearly
1: know. you didn't get that burnt out because you went back to the same game and that psychopath behavior in my book.
0: No, I I think that's normal. Most people still like after they run a campaign in whatever game they really like, they'll go back and play a campaign in the game. They really like, I don't think I've
1: ever run two campaigns back to back in the same. Every time I run a new game,
2: I feel like that's relatively unique.
0: Yeah,
1: it may be. Maybe, but I'm pretty sure that's I'm I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm pretty sure that's true. The one exception maybe being... No, that wasn't back-to-back either. Never mind. Was it,
0: what, 4th edition maybe? Like, way back when you started?
1: Nope. No. No, I was going to say the one exception was Stars Without Number because um, Stars Without Number had its initial release and then it had a revised version. Um, But I'm pretty sure we played 5e in between, which I think was actually the first time I ran. Uh, Mm. So that wasn't back-to-back and then I did have... I did go back to Dungeon World, but there was a game of Apocalypse World in between there. And also potentially a Shadowrun. But, like, I've gone back to systems, but not one right after the other. Yeah. I don't no, think, I think ever, with uh, Unless you count me being a player, that's different.
0: Uh, well, this is more GM.
1: Yeah, level, like, so on guess, the player yeah. side, I've gone back to 5e multiple times in a row. But yeah. that's because on a player side uh, you know i'll just say yes to whoever invites me cuz i'm like a starving dog on the street i will take any amount of food please let me be a player in anything i don't even care if it's Josh, gonna, you want to
0: play my the level 20 uh, you know one DD's nuts uh playtest game
1: i this is very awkward that you're bringing this up while you're recording <laughs> just, um,
0: it's just the first thing cuz you mentioned like, it you're I like, mean, like, please i'm starving dog did you do this? <laughs> I, 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 no i know well i'm honestly I,
1: I am honestly the premise, I am kind of like whatever about. I actually don't really care about testing the one DD level 20 characters. However, it'll probably make good ton- good content. So, you know. Yeah, that's why that's why I figured we'll just to try it. Oh, no, like... we have
2: hit the point of doing anything for content. I right, mean, I wouldn't
1: say anything. I'm just saying it seemed like a good idea. I don't actually necessarily want to do a level 21 shot, but, you know, whatever it might be. Although, right. actually... I will say the uh, planet terras thing does sound kind of hilarious. So
0: that's the thing. I, I love that. I make that, that adventure. Work. I want to run it, but now that I'm not really doing like the normal Mad Maid shit, I can't use it. So yeah, no. so. This-, this is gonna be a- this will be a fun, fun one. But
1: anyway, uh, audience, but- now you're hearing us planning live. There you go. Yeah,
0: and then we'll record the whole thing.
2: No, no, we're not doing that. No, oh, goddamn.
0: <laughs> Guys, you want to see another let's play out there or live play or whatever the fuck we call, it? You, know, you want another, we call it? you want another like D D like podcast thing? You no. wanna, you know, there's only like 12 million of them. You want to listen to another one?
1: There's <laughs> only 12 million of them. And you <laughs> know, eleven million nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine of them are five E. Yes.
2: Oh, so, you know. Yeah, the
0: hive. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um what else. Oh, I will also preference that uh, during Joe's game, the Joe's uh, early campaign, which I never really talked about exactly what it was. It's kind of like he was doing like around the world in 80 days in basically fantasy uh, Europe kind of deal. So we'd go from different like actual places in the world, but throw D&D shit in there. Fantasy
1: Europe, and he did, otherwise known as Default D anD D.
0: um, and he did let me one because uh, run a one shot for him because he wanted this is but this is uh roughly this was kind of roughly around the time before he wanted to take a break, um, and then the campaign unfortunately ended. I think this was literally like one of the last like sessions before the campaign ended too. Um, but I did the the reg you know just to see if I could do it. I wanted to try it out. And it was like the whole, you know, the joke of like, oh, my character got kidnapped and the players have to go rescue them, all that shit. So that was my one experience of running the game. And then I was like, okay, this isn't bad. And then when it came time to actually doing the campaign, again, building half of it was building the, you know, the train tracks as the train came to me. And then right around the time I got to maybe the end of the first major story arc when the players were like level seven, eight, then I actually like okay. I finally like have like a plot, and I can finally like throw actual adventures—not actual adventures, but like throw ad- adventures that I've built and like you know world build and all that crap. Because before, like, I didn't even have like really a setting. I just picked a name. Um, I just kind of made one up at the spot. I drew a random map on. There's a free website, Incarnate, I think. Mm-hmm made a bullshit map I had no fucking idea about geography or how it worked it's like the same thing that people give Matt Mercer shit for when he made Tal'Dorei and people are like oh actually Mr. Mercer that's not how rivers work and he's like yeah well I'm not a fucking map maker so sue me (laughs)
1: yeah I hate that shit listen let it go people Not you're not a cartographer your GM's not a cartographer your mom's not a fucking cartographer there's not a lot of cartographers on the planet let it go
0: uh, which is which is funny because then I just oh, no. think
2: of the sorry I just think of the there's no alleyways in Manhattan. <laughs> oh <laughs> my fucking god!
0: <laughs> I Matt, do you remember Ooh, that? that fucking guy? Yeah, yeah. I th- I think you've mentioned it on here. I did. I don't. I did. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was on, it was definitely on here. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was just curious oh, if you remember. That's so funny. Yeah, no, I remember it because uh, you've told it to us a couple of times, but I'm like, it's so funny. Such a fucking d- dickhead. Such a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Are, so. I, so. Yeah. I didn't really. I just made up a quick map and made some areas. Um. And. Yeah. It. It was. It mostly when I did the session. Zero for the game, because I had no fucking idea what I was doing at the time. I kind of just basically asked my players. I'm like, hey, what are things I'm gonna add into? What are things you want me to do in the campaign? What do you? What do you like? And mind you.
1: All right. Well. Also.
0: You're on the right track there. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you. Also, the group that I'm starting this campaign with, only one person stuck through the rest of it. Everyone else that is, I would left or you know got you know kicked out for various reasons. And now, basically towards the end of the the three year game, that is now my core group, my core gaming group. And that has been the core gaming group for like basically the the last year, and now uh, the last year of the, that campaign into now I'm running Strixhaven and now we've been a really good game group and we've been gaming for like five years together
1: you know so, it's kind of nuts. Uh, not that we need to like harp on this point or anything but kind of interesting you were you know you're talking about like oh I was I was you know building the train tracks in front of me I didn't have a um, uh, like a setting you know I didn't have like a world or a setting planned out and you know you were just kind of talking about it like like oh i was a dumb dumb that i didn't do this but that's actually how most people start
0: oh yeah and i, I've I think, realized that now yeah yeah <laughs>
1: like I, I i think a lot I've... of new gms don't tend to realize this but or people who are i shouldn't even say new gms people who are aspiring to be a gm and haven't started yet don't tend to don't realize but they think everyone has a Taldore as soon as they start their first campaign, well, but most true. people just say, "Oh, we're gonna play D D," and everyone just assumes the setting is gonna be default fantasy land that vaguely looks like Lord exactly. of the Rings. Exactly that,
0: and that's basically what I did because I literally was yep. like, "This is basically this is you know this is." basic fantasy world all the fantasy stuff in, is in here one of my players was like so matt what are the deities in this world i'm like whatever it says in the player's handbook i don't yeah. give a shit mm-hmm. like, I, can, yeah. like, I mean that's the thing right it's like that, is, like all of them. <laughs> yeah, that is
1: literally how most gms start because i don't think a lot of people realize that like dnd even has or needs a setting which is weird, and I think this is kind
0: of unique to, well. You say that, but I kind of <sighs> like, like, as much as people are like, oh, you know, you don't, I know a lot of people don't like the Forgotten Realms. I like it for the same reason that a lot of people like Tal'Dorei. It's basic fantasy land that is already built for me. No, no, I don't no, have to no, do yeah, yeah. shit. I I, <laughs> it's built I, for me. Yeah, I not, can just
1: use it. <laughs> I'm not, like, uh, anti-Forgotten Realms. I know, no, some but people there, there's a big
0: people now, yeah, especially know, with a lot all of the multiverse. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I know. I hate the multiverse shit. I mean, I, and yeah. with all the multiverse nonsense coming up now. It's like, yeah, all this bugbear can be in any setting. Whoa. And it's like, but, all right. Sh- yeah, it. Or yeah. what about basic, you know, basic fantasy land? Like what what, you know? Well, I the, kind the, I get a starting point, please. Wizards, the point I'll being, take away though, the
1: starting point. The point being is not liking or disliking this setting. All I'm saying is a lot of people come into D&D with this assumption or not or lack of assumption, I guess, that the game doesn't have a setting. It's just fantasy land or the game doesn't need a setting. It's just fantasy land. And it's kind of a weird, unique thing in tabletop to D&D and other big like Pathfinder probably also has a lot of this. Anything that's like big high fantasy, I think a lot of people don't tend to think about or even consider that the setting is a thing. Whereas with a lot of other tabletop games, the first thing people look at a lot of the time is like, what's the setting? Is it a cool setting? Mm-hmm. Which is like yeah. a Cyberpunk, weird dichotomy. Like,
0: yeah, Cyberpunk is all about the setting. Cyberpunk's like, all
1: about the setting. Anyone who yeah. gets into Shadowrun, the first thing they get into is the setting. Anyone who gives a shit about like any sort of weird, uh, like it's a fantasy game but different because of x reason get into the you know like yeah D D&D D and pathfinder sit in a weird place where it's, people don't consider the setting and then new gms don't consider the setting and then setting questions come up and they feel confused and like what am i supposed to do but really the moral of the I story is do whatever the fuck you want you don't yeah, need to have make anything written in stone when you start yeah
0: because I think like I didn't I, in, even up until like the midway to the end of the campaign I didn't do a lot of world building like yeah. each place I made like on page maybe a half a page of notes of like NPCs, quests places of interest oh well, I don't even do and, that now yeah but that that's about it that's nearly the, the extent of, of like my quote unquote world building I, I kind of I made my setting more sandboxy where it's like, if my players go here, there'll be shit to do there. If they don't go there, it's fine.
1: (laughs) If my players go here, this place exists. If they don't go here, it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like,
1: it's, yeah, what's funny is the way most people start, like a lot of, like I said, uh, people have the assumption that you have to have a setting. You don't. What usually ends up happening is you start your game and you have no setting and then you finish your first campaign. And then when you run your second campaign, you spend way too much time coming up with a setting and yep. you go in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> That's yeah. what most people do. So really, the moral of the story is here. Just do what Matt did. Just start running the fucking game. Get in there. Yeah. If I can pick well, up the book. you'll Survive.
0: And you know what's funny? Because I ended up, I also, I, I did the thing. I watched the shit, like I mentioned in the first episode. I watched a shit ton of Matt Colville videos. I ended up looking at the DMG. Um, I watched a couple videos with Chris Perkins specifically talking about this subject. And his, you know, the biggest thing constantly you kept getting was start off small, you know, yeah. have to play or start off in the village and then expand the world out from there. And that's literally what I did. Yeah. And I was like, all right, whatever. You only and need a
1: village. If yeah. that.
0: Yeah. That's it. And <laughs> I, I mentioned it a couple episodes ago, too. I, I literally just ran the Dillion Tomb that was my first session because I had, again, I was like, you know, you're going to play a D&D session tonight with your friends, but you don't have a game. What do you do to me? it's like, huh, <laughs> that, I, was, that was I, basically what happened. I do
1: find it funny that you actually literally ran the deal.
0: Yeah, it, it's oh. I mean, it's surprising. Like if you go in the not even the way way back machine. But if you go back into the early, like Matt Colville, like videos and the his old the subreddit and stuff, oof, um, you know, a lot of the people have run the Dillion tomb and a lot of people I- I've I'm very surprised of how many people actually did the same thing. Actually I shouldn't be surprised that a lot of people did the same thing I did because he literally told us to.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, he did.
0: He literally told us in the video. And now for I don't know if you know whatever their their new game is, he literally stated that they're gonna make of like basically the Dillion tomb again. They're gonna update it for whatever their the new MCDM game is.
1: Oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah Oh, that's yeah. fucking sick so, i remember i remember mentioned that
0: so it's a really cool it's a really cool one like literally it's a one-shot idea like and i did the thing i, I, I mentioned i had the players you know i had cal or Al the villain show up but they never fought him in that because that was just that you know tease for later on that he's the big bad of the, and he ended up being the big bad of the arc although the one thing i truly regret is not changing his art from um what on the cover of the uh, keep on the Shadowfell adventure for 4E, the, the yeah. starter adventure, they have a picture of him, and he looks so fucking metal. He looks awesome. He's like this bald, evil wizard, you know, staff of Orcus, all this shit. In the book, he looks like knockoff Jafar. <laughs> and I'm like, god damn. And that's all my players kept making fun of him for. Him. I'm like, and then at the time, I'm like, stop making fun of my villain. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Why the fucking he had he had the beard and everything. He the only difference was instead of the big poofy hat, he had a skull hat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like with the two mm-hmm. horns. You know, I was like, "Fucking god damn, it, why does he look so fucking funny?" You know,
1: it's kind of funny. I,
0: a lot of um
1: a lot of GMs have the same reaction as you where they get mad like, "Stop making fun of my villain." And it's actually a good thing if your players are making fun of your villain. Because it means that they're remembering your villain. He's like, he's in their brain. He's thinking about, like, they're thinking about them, Mm -hmm. it, whatever. Like, it's actually kind of a good thing that they're taking the time and mental energy to roast your villain, because it means that they, like, are having an emotional reaction of some kind.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It took me, again, (laughs) it took me a while, because, again, new DM. But it took me a while to be like, oh, that is actually a good thing. It's fine. It
1: is. It doesn't seem like it at first, but it is. So, you know.
2: I've even... I've definitely done the thing where I'll have NPCs make fun of the villains Uh just be like, "It's fine, you can do it. It's all right. I won't get mad."
1: Yeah, I mean, the the amount of times the players in my game currently have like talked about
0: how they're gonna beat the shit out of a (laughs) child—is
1: it who the villain is, right? Oh yeah,
0: it works. I I cannot, I cannot. Josh, please just punt that child. Use the Vecna stat block. <laughs> Just be like, you're gonna. It's like, all right, you little thirteen-year-old little shit. I'm gonna give you the fucking atomic wedgie. I cast Finger of Death. Wait, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It might not be the Vecna stat block, but Do something to will to happen. Uh, um, <laughs> oh wait, what's the Harry Potter thing? Dolidicus. Yeah. <laughs> if if you're if you're uh, a new if you're a GM who's uh, fresh to the table and you listen to
0: this, it's okay. Let them roast your villain. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah.
1: Unless they start roasting you, in place of the villain, for, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Don't. Yeah, yeah. If, they yeah, don't person, if they come after you personally, yeah. if they come after you personally, that is bad. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I, had a, I had a situation where the the Gator Man villain, uh, Paladin for like a year was like, I'm gonna turn him into turn him into fucking boots. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, yeah. I'm turning him into a pair of fucking boots. I'm done. And then we they killed him, and he was like. All right, so I take out my dagger and I'm turning it into boots, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> "He actually did it." He, yeah, no. And then he we, they had to they had to get into some dirty water, and he's like, "No, my Garial boots, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> these are authentic."
1: I think my favorite part yeah. about that that character is is when you showed me a picture of what the actual crocodile you based him on looks like, and <laughs> he's so goofy.
2: Yeah, that's why. Like, that's <laughs> they why look I Looks so it. derpy. <laughs> yeah, if anyone, if you don't know, look up a, a Garial uh i believe it's a crocodile How's it spelled uh g-h-a-r-i-a-l yeah a garial or garial they they're big the big chubby boys with real thin snouts real thin faces oh, and they, guys, they look yeah. like they're yeah. constantly smiling
0: yep they look like
2: they look
1: real derpy they're just like hey how you doing guys As <laughs> <laughs> things big goofy nose They're probably terrified. They'll probably murder the fuck out of you, but they look funny.
0: Bro, it's 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 bad now because my parents are, you know, soon to be retiring to Florida. And now my one of my cousins is like, hey, uh, did you know that the alligators and the crocodile, whatever, whichever reptilian lives in Florida? I don't know. Gators, you know, they're learning to climb fences now. And then she showed me a video of one. Holy shit. (laughs) Climbing a fucking fence, like actually like with its arms and everything. Not like climbing the fence and knocking the shit over because it weighs like a no, thousand pounds. Up over no, the fence? it climbed the fucking fence. Oh, and I'm shit. like, evolution is horrifying. Like, I no, mean, fucking, if the AI true. doesn't kill us, the climbing gators are going to kill us. Listen, there's a the thing,
2: off. right? Uh, Florida's a stand-your-ground state.
0: True. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, so, a, there's well, a reason, it's,
1: it, there's a reason <laughs> you can easily buy a shotgun in Florida.
0: It
2: is. No. You just got to look at that crocodile when it climbs the fence and it's like, you're kind of welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: also reminds <laughs> you of the... I think it was Matthew McConaughey video where he's like golfing and there's a gator on the field and he just walks up to it slaps it as hard as he can on the tail and the thing literally jumps in the air like three feet and <laughs> dives into the water I'm like nice. my god sir I mean they are kind of <laughs> stupid you
1: know checks out yeah um say that Fuck! I had a, <laughs>
2: seriously.
1: I had a question now shit all right so you 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 so, so you end up being the GM because the other GM taps out and you yep. take up the curse mantle. Uh, and you're like, all right, we're going to do this thing. You run the Delian tomb. You have your sort of whatever, your little intro bit. You show Calorel the vile, who's your villain, sort of step. I do find it funny you also use Matt Colville's va- favorite villain as your I, villain.
0: It's funny because, well, because he, he literally, I'm like, this is such a good premise that I just want ta- to take, again, and, it. and, and yeah. yeah, and again, a lot of this shit in my, I even... I have here in my notes a lot of shit I used for my campaign. I stole from somewhere, warped it into my own thing, and just plugged it in, and it was fine. Like, stealing, you know, great artists steal. So, you know,
1: the Delian Tomb. So, I guess I'm just curious after running that initial Delian Tomb adventure situation scenario yeah uh what was the vibe on your end of it i like i got this shit this shit's easy, or oh fuck i've made a poor decision but now no, i can't tap I, out like
0: what was the what was the train of I, it was like someone just fucking you know shot fu- uh shot heroin into me like i was just like this uh, is the best feeling i've ever felt in all of feelings oh yeah cuz okay. as as someone who is you know a, a creative person I like writing I like drawing I like making silly voices you know and I like acting D&D acting. encompasses so much of this like also like as a kid like I used to you know play pretend all the time like yes. fucking, like D&D does all of that and more and that's kind of why I really uh, I all right tabletop games yes but for me, you know, because it was d and I'm just going to say it. like D&D was the first thing that got me like this has I can incorporate everything like all the nerdy hobby things I do like all the skills that have seen that are useless to society but i've been leveling them up for no reason <laughs> i finally <laughs> have a purpose to put them somewhere to voice this outlet That's And it like, was Listen, really good... i know
1: nobody really makes pottery anymore but i like ceramics fuck off exactly yeah no pottery still no. but Not it like was a handmade pottery, great... I mean.
0: it was an amazing creative outlook for me And I still, it is still a a good creative outlook for me.
1: Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I get my, my, uh, creative frustration rocks off for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I get that. Um,
0: but yeah, no, I, afterwards I was like, this is great. I never, I, I kind of, I kind of went overboard too for a little bit. And I was like, Uh I never want to stop. Like, I Uh want to just keep uh running. And and, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, I, I mean,
1: I distinctly remember the first time I ran and, after the session i was kind of like "Woo, that was tiring but then my brain kicked into overdrive and i was like what if we did it three times a week yeah we did it. yeah we did it. Th- but that's where my brain that. went my brain went there quick yeah
0: yeah because one of my one of my players was like god if only we could play two times a week and then the the dark voice in my head uh-huh. was like yes yeah, so what it. if we yeah, yeah, the dark the dark, the, dark like,
2: the, kermit, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the kermit in the darth ball robes came up like do it Darth Maul, Darth Sidious, is, yeah, Do and it.
0: then and, and then I had the good crunk on my on this one shoulder. Is like, like, actually, oh yeah, no hey, way, hey, he's buddy. got a point. He's <laughs> like,
1: well, he's like, right now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, I guess, I guess, if another thing, I am gonna say, if you're listening and you're thinking about starting, like to run, um, the two times a week or more than no. once per week, uh, it's not manageable. But even if it was manageable, it's not actually better. Now. because what happens is your energy just gets split across the two sessions so you think you're gonna like get more done you don't you just you just spread your like you just spread the mental energy out a little bit more and it's it it loses a little bit of the like gusto you don't actually get more done so don't It seems like it'd be a fun, cool idea to just have a ton of time and run wherever the fuck you want. It's not. It's really not. Like, it's good to have it set in a schedule because it... it, Much like when you're... I get this doesn't... I I don't know. This probably applies to normal jobs in some way, but as someone who doesn't have and hasn't had a normal job for a while, uh, when you're dealing with a creative type job or a job related to the creative field in some fashion, like or a job that you don't have a set schedule it's good to make yourself a schedule because it kicks your brain into working mode not working mode yeah. working mode not working mode and it's good to flick on and off and if you're trying yeah. to run a game multiple times a week you're not going to be able to flick as easily <laughs> anyway so where did where did where did because i know your game turned chaotic fast so where did we go ah. after the Delian 2
0: so uh actually I will also I just want to mention like the, the, the characters that I started with. Like the, the group. Oh, yeah, that's had. good. Like, what's the yeah, what's the PCs? Yeah. So the PCs I had a human I also I started everyone off at level three. Because that was the thing that everyone online at the time was like, just start at level three, doesn't matter, it is stupid. And my players really wanted that too. It was like <sighs> one of the other things they, they asked for. And I'm like, sure, yeah. fuck it, whatever. I
1: don't suggest that to new GMs though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I realize it now, and, yeah, and a man. lot of my players now in Strixhaven because we had the, we started at level one, and now because a lot of time has passed, they're like they're only level four. But a lot of my players are like this is neat. Like I actually like playing at low levels because like you get to fight a lot of like cool cooler lower monsters, and you don't have to yeah, like lower
1: monsters you never see. It's more
0: dangerous and yeah. shit. Like even though like players are fucking you know strong as shit, not even a, at not, level, not not but, like I can level
1: five, not really uh yeah like they're yeah. not like the, my, they're, my my you yeah, maybe they're not as like it's still D D you're still fantasy superheroes so you're still more yeah. durable than a lot of other games but you're not as crazy sub level five there's right. a there's a much i think a lot of players oh this is too much of a tangent i shouldn't go down this path
0: <laughs> i shouldn't go i'm sure i mean I, I'm, I'm i i think a uh, Five E is T-L-D-R very fantasy
1: five E is very fantasy superheroes. There's a big power curve. There's a lot of uh there's a big power fantasy to five E. And I think a lot of players think that they want that. But what you find out is that power fantasy a lot of it there, a lot of it gets old kind of quick.
0: And yeah, it gets boring because you can't you're not challenged and everything's a cake yeah, walk There's and,
1: a bunch of yeah, like there's a lot of factors to it and we could probably talk about that entirely well, as that, its own that episode. That happened but, in the
0: three year game. Like, yeah. Because one of the things I also did, I I did the thing literally, I watched a video where Matt Colville said this. And oh. then he's like, Learn from my mistakes. Don't do this, but it was fun anyways. And I'm like, Well, literally I have to do this. And I gave magic items out like fucking candy.
1: Oh yeah, that's a big no-no.
0: Yeah, no, super big. Like after, like because I was like, eh it's fine, fucking whatever. After the Dillian Tomb, as a reward for like, because one of the things was they went to the Dillian Tomb to save the blacksmith's daughter. Hmm.
1: Revorpal sword in the Dillian.
0: No, no. But I gave one of my players like, uh, plus one sword that did poison damage or some shit. So like, yeah, dumb shit. A level three character should not fucking have at all.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the- granted,
0: it's poison damage, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. fucking still, like, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, the, the power fantasy stuff, everyone thinks it's a great idea, and there's a bit of fun to be had in it here and there, but there's definitely, there's a balance to strike, and, mm-hmm. yeah, handing out the magic items in particular. I think the big problem is, if you hand out magic items like candy, what you very quickly realize is that uh, your players just don't give a shit about the magic items anymore cuz they have so many of them that they're like man yeah. we'll get a different one later.
0: Yeah cuz you know? now in in the Strixhaven game I'm a little more uh strict on some of the magic items yeah. and like what like you know now they just went dungeon crawling so they had like they found some items this was like the, like not the first time but this is like the first major time where like they dug and found treasure they went through monster lairs and did little mini dungeons and found treasure like you know normal D&D shit. And okay. now one of my players found an item that I rolled on a table, ended up being really expensive, sold it. And now he's like, finally, I can buy plate armor. And I'm like, level four.
1: No, actually, you know. <laughs>
0: I'm, like, man, I'm like, what do you
1: mean finally? You just,
0: like, just hit level four.
1: <laughs> and armor progression is something that Dean, DM- seriously. Ah, no, I can't, I can't, no, mm, ah.
0: But like, I'm no, going but into still, my brain's like, going
1: into game design mode, but hold on.
0: Hold but again, again, with the magic item stuff, it's like, yeah, now I I know. Don't yeah. hand out magic items like candy. Or no. if you're going to do something like make that, make them worth
1: it. Which is make
0: uh, them fight well, for it. No, well, that or what I do is uh now I've been doing a lot of consumables. So, so that's what my, I was, yeah, actually. So that's yeah.
1: what I was just about to say is, don't hand out magic items like candy, comma, with the exceptions of the kind of so there's
0: there's consumables like potions or I like uh from Sly flourish relics which are basically like magic items that work basically once a day like you can cast this spell through this magic item once a day so if like the barbarian like I don't know like like uh, he he needs a spell for some reason or uh the mage finds a you know uh I'm trying to think or the paladin finds a sword and it gives him like searing smite Yeah, yeah. now he's like great now I never have to waste the spell slot on the spell that's. I mean,
1: I wasn't gonna go down. The, I wasn't gonna mention those, but I guess that's also a way you could think about it. But I was just some gonna say examples of like something that D and D doesn't have, or or or, or D, so D and D has this, but they don't make a distinction very clear. Um, is like magic items that are like smaller. So okay, Shadow of the Demon Lord has this where they call them trinkets. And it's like trinkets are minor magical items that are relatively common. So like a potion is a trinket, right? Like they're common enough that you can find them on a kind of regular basis. And but they still have a certain magicalness to them, which still adds like it's still fun because they have a little bit of a magicalness. I think it would help a lot if d d was a little more clear on that, like what is sort of a oh. trinket. And what isn't? Yeah, they did it a yeah, lot they, uh, yeah, sort of commons. Yeah, there's common items. The commons, yeah, like the cloak yeah. of billowing, the, but, the, oh, pi- the, of the billowing. pipe of shadow smoke. Like. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about items that are actually useful, though. Like a lot of the commons don't actually do anything. They're just goofs. Like the cloak of billowing doesn't do anything in the game. You know, it's just for like, lol, to cloak of billowing or oh, the dread helm makes me look spooky, right? I'm talking like minor magical items that are trinkets that actually do like do with like they're beneficial, but they're not full blown magic sword. You know, like a little bit of an in between, like that's well, what I said. Like, like the, a potion, potions and scrolls are trinkets in that nature.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Like, that's yeah, that's definitely another consumable.
1: Yeah, like those you can hand out much more readily, and it's not like it's not gonna blow the lid off things. Anyway, Matt, fucking <laughs> get us back on,
2: t- get us yeah, back so, to where we were.
0: So, after that, uh, oh, wait, shit, I didn't even. Yeah, go over the the players. That was like the thing I want to do. Um, So yeah, level three, everyone level three. So I had the, uh, you know, my buddy Wolf. He he is the one guy who stuck through like he he and I met in Joe's game and he has been like the one continuous player throughout all the games we've been in. Fucking love the guy. Uh, He's the one he played the human fighter, human fighter warlock.
2: Oh, yeah, he's the Um, power gamer.
0: Yeah. Um, we have uh, Sammy, who she kind of quickly changed characters. I, 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 I had the thing where I didn't. She didn't. Her first character was like a half orc barbarian, and then didn't like playing a barbarian at all. Understand. And then switched later on. I'll, I'll get to her. Her main, basically, the, her second character became her main character and a staple throughout the rest of the fucking game. Although. That one was a druid barbarian, you know, the barbarian, which wasn't even better. Better, but you know, you know it's what it is. <laughs> um, another one was a, I think it was just arakkoa rogue, which was a weird choice. And then and that player, that uh, that player didn't, they they kind of left uh, after a while. I don't I don't remember that guy's name. Uh, and then the other player, and again, all of them were players in Joe's original game and then like that we all kind of wanted to stick together and then the other guy who is a goliath blood hunter barbarian <laughs> so i had two barbarians a fighter warlock and a rogue <laughs> right off the fucking back huh? and and then me being the dm being like they don't have uh they don't have any healing
1: oh uh, no what did you do
0: t- so, no well So what I ended up doing was the the thing that a lot of DMs do and now I realize is uh, not a good idea. I made health potions half the price. Yep. And I did the rule that health potions are bonus action sake, which I still do, comma, I do it. You get it once, once, uh, uh, one time, the first time on combat for free so the first time in combat you can use the bonus action like you have a health potion tied to your waistband or something so it's easily a accessible health potion yeah. yeah yeah but then the next health potion you use that one's going to cost a regular action and it's also an action to feed it to another person regardless if it's your bonus one or not
1: yeah i mean the uh potions as bonus action ones is like that's okay you know whatever uh half pricing potions though i don't think it was a good idea so many people no. fall into this trap that assume that D uses the holy trinity doesn't and it's just like yep.
0: oh, god damn it well i did i did another well, thing at least then... i
1: should say 5e doesn't i i can't really speak on the older editions they may have relied on the holy trinity more i think people have said that third edition relied on it more but fifth edition definitely doesn't you can totally have a four-man fighter party and be totally fine in fifth edition Yeah, 100%. I thought you were going to say you made a cleric NPC.
0: Uh, that is what I was about to bring up. God damn it, (laughs) man. I
1: knew it. Fucking die. I knew
0: it. I literally, so I found, um, uh, there's an image online from, I forgot, I forgot the artist's name. She's the bus. I think she's the one that did critical roles. Yeah. Um, original one art campaign one art. Yeah. She played a character that was like, uh, that was like a, I think a pink tiefling or something. And so I found that art. I was like, ooh, I really like this. And I basically made her uh, yeah, cleric NPC. I literally, she, her whole joke was her last name is Joy. So she was Nurse Joy. And so anytime the idea would be the party would see her. She's a traveling nurse. So she would travel around all the time. And so they just bump into her like anywhere they went. That was the original <laughs> idea. And I'm like, okay. Uh,
1: yeah, she uh, she played Lilith. Uh-
0: Hmm. Oh, shit. Yep. Oops. But um, but then, the you know, she ended up becoming not only just kind of like, you know, they, they became a close NPC with the rest of the party, a friend, and also a love interest of another of one of the characters in the group anyways. And she was like the first real NPC I like made for the game, too.
1: Um. All right. So she wasn't at least she wasn't traveling around with them 24-7. That no, she wasn't traveling bit.
0: with them. I was just going to have them show up everywhere like the party went if like you know they went to a town oh she just happened to be there you know that kind of deal which that only lasted like two sessions <laughs> two, two, <laughs> two, two cities or towns yeah and then for the rest of the time because the players were going up against like kalorel a lot she was helping out the resistance against kalorel and helping players and all that shit
1: uh matt uh you need to expect on my kalorel's name Vile. No.
0: At no mr mr God. mr v- mr vile <laughs> deserves mr. respect how dare you yeah I-, I loved playing him too uh actually i and i meant I-, I don't know did i ever mention you guys too uh that i actually did a one-on-one session with uh i actually is, are you skipping ahead this feels like skipping i'm skipping ahead, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. let's not do so this. well that it, that is ahead so yeah that was the main party it didn't it did not end off this way so afterwards the party were like okay what are we doing the rogue in her back like all the players had like you know they met in the tavern um this is the whole deal you did like the, the whole before the dealing tomb bit i just had them in, the, in a tavern a bunch of thugs showed up and were being dickheads and then the whole part with the bartender like Matt Colville was like, Oh, just don't start in any trouble, please. And one of, the, you know, this one fucking gigachad. I even spec- specified, this is before the Chad beam, by the way.
2: Uh, okay. So I just
0: said this big chin fucking guy just stroll up to the party acting all cocky and stuff. And Sammy, who's playing the barbarian at the time. She's like, what would barbarians do? Uh, yes, I would like to cut off his chin. <laughs> His big chin. <laughs> I like. I
1: love the logic of what would a barbarian do? Senseless, non-like unnecessary violence. She That's didn't what know. She's like. I so, fucking uh, guess.
0: Her older brother is notorious for playing nothing but dwarf barbarians. So she's like, well, what would he do? Because oh, what he fuck. gave her notes on oh. <laughs> what barbarians do. Oh. And so she's like, ah, yes. So I must show dominance by cutting off his chin. No, chip. no, 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 no. He didn't give her notes
1: on what barbarians do. He gave her notes on what he does. He would
0: do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. And she rolled a
0: natural 20 and basically almost one shot this fucking guy. Oh, my Christ. <laughs> the funniest fucking thing. Did you imagine? So uh, the
1: fucking Giga Chat man's up in heaven. So uh, how'd you die, bud? some barbarian lady cut off my chin and I just, like, had a cardiac arrest from it. Like, I don't even know, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was great. Uh, oh, that's so, like... Uh, I mean, that is, I, I'm not even surprised. That's a very new player behavior. Like, what do we yeah. do? I don't know, wanted chaos? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, basically. That is uh, something new players do quite a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, but then from there, they kind of... Afterwards, they did the Dillion Tomb, they came back, and now they're like... The rogue in her backstory wrote that, Oh, I'm trying to retrieve this book. I have to go to the next town over. Can you, you know, you guys seem pretty capable. Do you guys want to come with me? So the group's like, yeah, sure. I got nothing better to do. And they all traveled with her to the next town over. And in the next town, I made it, you know, a little bigger village. It's like they start off at a village. Now they're in a town. And I specify specified that this town, one of the things they had because i again i was like you know i didn't know what the fuck was going on and blood hunters just like literally, blood hunters just became a big big thing online and so i'm like oh you know what i'll have a blood hunter school here because one of my players is a blood hunter genius man your choice but all right right and so as the party are you know they're going along they're trying to help this npc get this book they got the book and then all the while, they're dealing with a bunch of like undead here and there because Kalarel is a necromancer and he is now the new like lord over this one territory that the players are at. And so they're like, man, this sucks. Like this fucking necromancer guy, like is all this undead everywhere. Everyone's upset. And so when they go they go to the uh, the Blood Hunter school because they found uh, and this is one of the things my players wanted. They love the idea of notice board missions. So one of the notice board missions was, "Hey, come to the Blood Hunter School. We need help with this thing." So they're like, "Okay," and they go there. And this is where I introduced them to the Blood Hunters and um, the, the the player, the barbarian Blood Hunter guy. That's where he kind of learned about his powers a little bit. And they were given a quest of, "Hey, normally um, we go hunting for griffins off in the forest, but something's been killing them. Can you go find out for us?" And so they went exploring and they found this hidden lair, and this is where my players got their Drake pet. And this is where I first got the idea of the whole Dragon Cult that ended up becoming the major bad guys of the, the end and the rest of the campaign. And I this see. was like maybe like three or four sessions into the game.
1: Wait.
0: What about Galarel vile Yeah, he's still that this is a side quest. Dragon was a side quest? Yeah, Dragon was a side quest not a side quest? Uh, no. Ha- well, yeah. Basically, it was mostly f- mo- uh, more so foreshadowing that, hey, this dragon cult's probably going to be a bigger problem later on. That was the only thing that was, you know, it was meant to do. Also, give him I a thought, cool dragon pet. I assumed, assumed Calorel was intending to level twenty. Sorry. No, he was the he was the major villain for the first arc. They fought him and killed him at level 7. Oh. Yeah. Oh he was only, yeah, and I intended him, I only wanted him to be the first villain of the Major Arc.
1: Okay. Yeah. That was not... not what you I thought was he was my main, main bad thought, guy? I thought, what yeah, like, I kind of assumed you started with him as the main bad guy, and then through some series of wacky events, he ended up not being the main bad guy for whatever no. reason.
0: No, I ended up, so I had I wanted him to be the bad guy, and then I wanted it to be like, you know, the anime thing, like there's always someone more powerful. So when I actually started kind of world building, now I'm like coming up with ideas. I thought of this cool idea of like, oh, uh, I want like the ruler of this country right now, this guy, uh, I don't even remember where I came up with the idea for this, um, but I wanted the ruler to be, you know, the big, the big tyrant. And then again, because I steal fucking so much shit, I just named him the Invincible Overlord. Like Oville did for his main bad guy, because <laughs> <laughs> I had Why, man, no you're idea not what. Not
2: even f- trying to be subtle. No, yeah, Matt, none of the even... players watched
0: him, so uh, they were like, wow, "Oh, fair shit. enough." Fair enough. So th- it's the se- it's the thing. It's like if the players don't don't know, then it's like it seems like oh, this is such an original idea, genius, yeah. Matt. It's and true, then meanwhile, sweating true. bullets, being like, hey, "Wasn't <laughs> Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It is that true. Is
2: the Matt is the picture of the guy where it's like, "Hey, uh, I made this. Can you hold it for me?" I,
1: I
0: made this. I made. It. I made. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it it's I'm like, not true. making money off of it <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's, it's true. No, it's fine. It's fine. I just, okay. I, it is funny though that it's like, you know. Uh, It's true that, you know, the more obscure your reference, the less likely your players are to get it, right? Like, if if we were playing in a game that I was running and I had a bad guy named The Dominator, you guys would not immediately know that I'm referencing The Black Company, except you would now because I just told you. But, like, you know, Mm -hmm. so it would seem like, oh, The Dominator, that's kind of a cool idea, even though I'm just literally stealing the name of the bad guy in that series. Um, But I just... The Invincible Overlord as a name is just it's just real milk toast
0: I, I just i of uh, like come on I, know, but at the time, I thought it was cool and i uh, really like i really look up to matt so i was like you know what fucking. Uh, this is fucking I dis- guess. I, and i didn't take the villain i just took the title i made him my own like kind of like paladin yeah right 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 like I, dude. Exactly. I gave him his own story later on um and basically the idea was that the invincible overlord took over the land took over the country a couple like maybe a couple like i think like 20 years ago and basically broke the, broke the country up into different, like, territories and gave each one to, you know, the whatever ruling faction. Um, and then, like, my setting, what I ended up doing was, like, you know, whatever was the most populated, like, kind of, like, player ancestry, race, whatever, they, you know, they're, their ruler because he took over the country against everybody's fucking will. You know, th- he basically just made whatever ruler at the time was, all right, yeah, now you're my, you're my subject, you're gonna still, like, you'll be in charge here but you know I'm still the fucking top dog here. So like I had a whole city of like an underground city of dwarves that the I feel bad because none of the players ever went there and I really wanted them to. <laughs> uh I had a whole like you know elf fucking you know forest place. I had a big like industrial civilizations uh civilization place. I had uh and again stealing a lot from Mac Colville I'm sorry. Um he did a live stream where him and his Twitch stream made uh, a city and it was basically like an oh, Arabian yeah, yeah. Night city of Dragonborns
1: last city or-
0: yeah and they called it Calabaris. and I'm like oh that's so cool I want to do that and then I fucking took that and that was like one of the high level areas my players went I to. wanted to do it and, and I and then I did yeah basically
1: because I'm oh. a man with
0: no that's fine now <laughs> when it comes to D&D
1: yeah no that's fair
0: um yeah so Calorel was one of these rulers he was just given an area because oh he was pre- like a goob lieutenant uh kind of yeah mm. he was a good lieutenant uh yeah basically he was an underling of the of the the invincible overlord because what ended up happening was the previous guy who you know uh the invincible overlords ruled the land for like 20 years and the guy in his stead was actually trying to feed a somewhat underground resistance against the Overlord. And then the Overlord found out, and basically was like, Hey, Calorel, if you take out this dude, you can have his kingdom. I don't give a shit. Just fucking, just, I want him gone. You could do whatever you want. You know, do whatever weird necromancy nonsense you want to do. Just, just remember, I'm in charge. So Kalorel was like, well, <laughs> my whole, whole kingdom's to necromancy. What could possibly go wrong? And he did.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, how the fuck did they end up with the Drake
0: pet? So the Drake pet—it was a side quest from the Blood because 'cause they're forced like a side quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah. <laughs> And Ardell's the, so, not
2: even here. For us. I, I know. I just, that's
1: any, uh, the word side quest is tainted for me. And all I can think of. It only took several hundred yelling, years! It's looking like a side quest. That's all I think of. Here it only
2: lasted fucking, one session. I, I think that's the best it. part is where he's like, out here, looking like a side quest. <laughs> it's the emphasis,
1: it's the emphasis.
0: Uh, but yeah, they the blood hunters were like, we usually hunt these griffins in the in our woods, but something's been killing them and melting them and we can't find out where it is. And, melting so them. Work, and we have a lot of shit going on because the blood hunters, one of the other things, is because they're blood hunters Calorel didn't really like the fact that there was a school of zombie hunters hanging around his territory.
2: Alright. So yeah. they yeah, were yeah. dealing
0: with a bunch of other shit. And they're like listen we we got the new we got the new semi lord over here like with his fucking undead army like bothering us sending us death threats all the time just go figure out what the fuck is killing the griffins in the forest for us please i'll give we'll give you gold and we'll be and we'll you know we'll, we'll owe you one so my player's like yeah fuck yeah they owe us one yeah and so they go and they find hidden like after exploring the forest for a while they find a hidden little cave and inside there they find You know, they find a corpse of a guy who's been just mauled to shit. And on his body, he had like a bunch of notes being like, hey, you know, I've been I can't hide like, you know, I can't hide the dragons anymore from from the blood hunters. They're going to find out. I need to contact the people in the dragon hatchery and let the, the rest of the cult know that it's it's not safe here, especially with the necromancer ruler. And so my players are like dragon cult. What the fuck? We have to deal with a we have to deal with a necromancer and a dragon called like the hell. And after they they you know looked at the dude's body they didn't realize but huddled in the corner hurt and injured is the drake. And so I uh, this was a black drake because fucking black dragons are the coolest most metal of all the dragons. This Matt like black. Yes. Fucking dude they, look, they, they, look they, at I, their fucking face. They're fucking what?
1: metal as shit. Black dragons and their vomit breath.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Their
1: vomit breath that me, Isaiah, and Sam all assumed was more like mustard gas, and then the D and D movie
0: said, "No, in fact, no." No, no that that is poison dragon. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but they they saw the dra- the Drake hidden and hurt in the corner of the room, and my players immediately they there. Rather, I I thought it would go one or two ways. Either they would you know do the the, the new player thing of just ooh XP in the corner this is also when I was using XP. So they are like, ooh, let's kill it and get XP. But they decided to try and, like, heal it and feed it. And so I'm like, okay. Instant, you know, instantly bonds with you guys. You know, because you were trying to hit, rescue it. But what they, the players didn't realize was that above them, and they're in this, like, underground cavern. Above them, there's an entranceway that leads to another, like, kind of opening. Kind of like in The Witcher 3, there's a part where you fight, um... It's like a really big cockatrice or something. And there's a ledge hidden. There's like the cave hidden underground and there's a high ass ledge that you normally can't see. Like even The Witcher 3, like you can't see the ledge unless you like move the camera all the way the fuck up. And it's like one of those things people miss constantly. And that's what I did. And up above. Wait, there were some worm like black dragon wormlings hiding, watching the players do this. And then they dive bombed in (laughs) and attacked. That.
1: That feels slightly unfair, though. Like, I ain't gonna lie. That's slightly unfair because in a video game, I have a right analog stick to pan my camera around. In a tabletop game, I have to, like, say specifically. And why would they think to mention, oh, we look up? Meanwhile, like, I'm just. Well, it It feels a little.
2: Didn't you do that to us with the weird roper thingies?
1: No, I mentioned the big fucking rock in the way, and said that it was like weirdly placed. No, no, but the thing that fell on our heads. Oh well, yeah. If you had gotten into the problem was the they were already in the room and act the the, the drop the yeah. What are those called? I forgot the, what uh, those are called. Yeah, but yeah, I
0: yeah the, the sting drop stingers things. or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Those
1: things. I I didn't say anything because those turned on after you already entered the room when you aggroed the Roper itself. So like. It was kind of a moot point by then, but if you had gotten, if you had like snuck past the roper and gotten into the room, it you know I might have mentioned something to like indicate, like oh there's like weird drips on the floor or something. Like that. Although I guess I don't I don't know how Matt described the scene at the time. I'm well, just I saying. Just, well,
0: I described <laughs> the area, but also the, the black dragons rode really fucking well on stealth checks. Well, no, no, the yeah that's fine, but
1: you could mention like. In a scenario like that, I might be like, oh, you notice there's like a weirdly high up ledge next to you. Or I might just, I might not even uh, say that. I well, might on the Roll20
0: map, they could see the ledge. Uh, like, I didn't, so I had the okay, tokens yeah, yeah, yeah. on the GM layer. Iffy. I, I, okay, ha- yeah. I did the thing. I'm like, everybody, you know, do you, like, what do you guys do? Some people are like, I want to make perception checks. I want to make investigation checks. I want to try and feed the drake so people were do actively doing stuff the problem is they just didn't unfortunately roll high enough
2: Uh,
1: i mean all right if they if they had enough information to even uh, i'm just saying i I always want to make sure i wasn't trying to
0: trick them yeah that wasn't my goal i was never trying to like hey gotcha like Like, that wasn't
1: at all i always try to make sure that the the players have enough information to at least think to look around a little bit i'm not necessarily like giving them the details but like enough to give you a little nudge nudge like considerate kind of thing but if they had the map and they were looking around and just failed to check then that's a different story yeah that's not how Um, you initially described it that's all i was like wait a minute
0: oh and that was actually and that was my first like deadly encounter with them and then i think i leveled them up after that because i was like yeah how many black dragon wormlings was it i think it was like two three at what level three i don't remember it's it's been a while yeah no it was a tough fight Uh, that's kind of brutal yeah i think i also gave them um i think the drake ended up help like coming into the fight because they were like you know they healed the drake up and the drake got attacked (laughs) by the dragons i'm gonna protect mommy yeah basically it's like i want revenge
1: (laughs) fuck these guys (laughs) um
0: yeah why was the
1: drake abandoned or did you say that and i just missed it
0: uh so the so basically the guy that the body they found was one of these dragon cultists, and oh sorry, so what the cultist I, I I forgot in the notes what he said to the player uh, what he said in the notes as well was, you know I'm I'm hiding these dragon eggs here. They hatched. Uh, one of them's not a fucking dragon, you idiots. It's a it's a drake. Thanks. Oh no, the dragons are being really aggressive. They're killing a lot of the wildlife near the area. I can't control them. I can only the Drake's the only one listening, guys. Rest of my dragon cult, help! Oh no, I'm dying! And then, they, they basically was that that this guy was hiding these dragon eggs here, for the dragon cult, and basically stealing supplies from the blood hunter, uh, or, or yeah, the blood hunter school. But then the the, the wormlings hatched, fucking up the ecosystem. A lot of people were noticing, and this fucking puny dragon cult, this loser would not handle the the wormlings because they're dragons.
1: Uh, what uh, what was the distinction you're making with dragon versus drake in this scenario? Like, I know, I know, like visually and stuff, but usually they're like a subspecies. Or were you, or did you not think about it? Like, well, because the way you just described it, you made it sound like for the setting you were building, like drakes are different
0: from dragons. I mean, they kind of are. They're they're made from dragon bits. They're not yeah. like full dragons. They're like a, I guess they're they're basically like uh, I think they even are technically monstrosity. No, they're, dragon, uh, no, they're, they're dragons. They're dragons. They're dragons.
1: not monstrosity. They're yeah, basically they're... made
0: when like you get enough dragon scales together. You you know you put them in a pot. You do some magical alchemical nonsense. An egg is created and then out hatches a drake. And a drake is basically like a protective guard dog that also happens to be a dragon. Is that like Forgotten Realms lore? Yeah. Yeah, that's in Volo's Guide, uh, Multiverse, whatever book. Fucking um, Rise of Tiamat. That's their, like, lore. That they're not, like, a man... They're not a a mad, unknown thing. They're not just... You can't just, like, normally... You can always change this. But you can't just find a drake out in the wild normally. They are made by magic. With dragon scales. So that was the distinction that this this dragon cultist had he just grabbed a bunch of eggs from this dragon hatchery wherever this is spoilers and basically one of them ended up being a wormling instead i see and that the wormling was the one uh not the wormling sorry the, the drake. drake was the one that obeyed was the only one that actually obeyed him and that the wormlings because they're fucking dragons and dragons don't listen to anybody they fucking just you know did whatever they wanted also, because like you know, black dragons are known to be kind of uh, dickheads. Forgotten realms lore, they don't give a uh, shit. True. They like yes. to torture their food. They like to torture people. They, there's not, they're they're evil for a reason. Yes. But yeah, after after the after the whole Drake thing, the players got back to town, and when they got back to town. Uh, they noticed that Kalorel was there with a bunch of, you know, basically like a small squad of undead. And he was standing in front of the, this, the, the school, so the headmaster. He of stand Blood. standing there like, what
1: up, bitches? Yeah,
0: basically in the headmaster's school and Calorel were basically having a shouting match. And the, basically Calorel was like, listen, I don't give I f- I don't care that your school exists, but I know that you have the, the, the staff of Orcus. Just give me the staff and I'll leave your school alone. Which the Blood Hunter's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. What I, is that?
2: I ain't, I ain't got no stick. <laughs> I <laughs> just like the idea of like, we know you have the staff of Orcus. What? Don't play dumb. What's he talking about?
0: Yeah, basically. You know, I know you have
2: it. No, seriously, what are you talking about? You stop. Is anyone else confused here or is it just me? <laughs> uh, sir, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Yeah. And so my players... You know they they tried getting in between there and one of them like basically the barbarian uh the barbarian blood hunter basically volunteered the entire party will be, like, uh mr Calorel, sir uh listen if you if you leave the school alone we'll find your 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 staff or whatever the fuck you're looking for you weirdo so he's like all right fine he's like you have rolled you, up, <laughs> you rolled up sundial watch You have seven days. If you don't, I will necromantic blast the shit out of this school. And then him and all of his his zombies teleport away. Which all my players were very upset by that, uh, about the what the Bloodhunter Barbarian did because they did not want to do that. Yeah. And this is when I also again, stealing from Matt Colville and then looking up the the adventures online. This is when I introduced the Caves of Chaos to my players. Of course you did. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, to be fair, that's not stealing from Matt Colville. That's stealing from D&D 2nd Edition.
0: True. But he was the thing. So he referenced that, like, again, really good books for like early DMs if they just need adventure ideas. Caves of Chaos and the 4th Edition Dungeon Delve book. He highly recommended those books. And so many people, including people who who still work at Wizards of the Coast today reference the dungeon delve book because it's such a good like adventure idea book it's just literally like here's one or two pages here's an entire mini dungeon you can finish it in a session and you can generate so many ideas build campaigns off of it, it, it it's it's fucking it's great and i ended up using a bunch of those encounters trying to figure out how the fuck to do them in 5e and then somehow not screwing it up random in 5e <laughs> Because, uh, again, the, the conversion thing that Wizards put out, not great.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, comf- con- con- d- 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 converting from 4th edition to 5th edition, there's no easy way to do that. Just, that- the games are just really different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, you know, I'm uh, I'm sure they tried their best, but, like, that's kind of a not an impossible task. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely not an easy one, to say the
0: least um yeah and then also now because they had the drake with them the drake became their pet this is where i mentioned that uh originally i just used the drake stack block and then i kind of tried using the dungeon master rules for like leveling them up and giving them character levels that didn't fucking work out and then when the essentials kit came out fucking forever later I just switched them to a sidekick rules and it and it made my life and the player that was running them so much easier.
1: Yeah, that like was a so weird, much that, it's easier. weird I forget I I forget about that because the first time I used them it was in Tasha's. But yeah, the fact that the uh, sidekick rules were actually in that essentials kit was kind yeah. of a weird thing.
0: Yeah, because they were trying to play test and see about because a lot of people were, requ- were requesting one-on-one D&D. Set. And so when they were like, all right, well, we need a new box set because we're going to stop really producing the Lost Minds of Vendelva for Target. We need to have a new box set. So their idea was like, let's do this new box set. Let's throw out a couple of ideas. And people were like, oh, if they buy this box set, like, let's say, like, couples, and they want to do, you know, one-on-one D&D sessions or single parents or whatever, they can just do that. And they have sidekicks, so they don't have to worry about, like, throwing, you know, a dragon at their part the, the you know the, the white uh, dragon on the on the cover of the box at your one player and murdering them by accident yeah, you don't have a, to worry about that
1: like yeah I, I get the logic it just feels weird that they put a pretty like useful and impactful mechanic like that into that kind of a book because i feel like it yeah, got buried for a long time
0: Uh, Well, it was the only way to get it. So also like scarcity, they wanted people to be like, "Ooh, if you want the new rules, go buy it." Yeah, I
1: guess that's true.
0: Like, ah, you fucking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you got a point there. You got a point there. Um,
0: yeah. So then the players were like, "Okay, well, now we're on the hook for trying to go after, you know, after the staff of Orcus." Which, by the way, normal D anD D terminology. It's called a wand of Orcus because uh, Orcus is goddamn gigantic. But I hate that. I hate that it's a wand. So I just called it a staff instead.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it basically is a staff. <laughs> like even if you look at the art for fifth edition of Orcus holding it, that's not a wand. That thing's huge.
0: Uh no, in five. Oh yeah, no, you're not. Nah, yeah. yeah, in five
1: it's feet's like about a- half
2: his fucking size. He's, he's, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, like it doesn't look like a wand at all. It absolutely looks like a staff. Okay. I've seen the one art of him from five. Like, it's the one where he's like over a pot and there's a bunch of mind flares and shit there. That one looks like a one. I guess but like the rest of them. Yeah, no, it's, you're right. It's it's fucking
2: huge. Well, I, I always think of the one where he's, it's him, like flying. Like he's like got his chest out. Hold mm-hmm. on, let me see if I can find the art. Is yeah, it that's, the, the that's one the, from the, the
0: art? Yeah, that's his like It's official super dirty, grungy. I, I actually yeah. I no, really no, no, do no, love no, that it's, one.
2: It's uh, a it's hold on. It's this one. It's weird. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm looking at.
0: Oh, oh, that's from the Magic: The Gathering setting. Oh, yeah, our ma- setting. Sorry, the Magic: The Gathering cards that just came out. Yeah, yeah, that one's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that
1: looks like a staff in that picture. Yeah, it's fucking
0: huge. Yeah, I don't know why it's a wand. It's a fucking. Anyway. Yeah. And he was. An, <sighs> yeah. So my players are like, "Well, fuck! Now we have to do this. Now we have to and fuck Orcus. Yeah. So which to which the Blood Hunter? Damn, that know, headmaster. breezed
1: past me on that one
0: what sorry, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hear you at all i'm so sorry oh, damn oh. I, said, <laughs> I said now we have
1: to fuck Orcus. and you just went uh, yeah I, you just very yeah. <laughs> casually went yeah and then moved on i
2: was like oh, wow shit. matt just
1: put me in the dumpster on that one
0: <laughs> uh, No, your place trash like, oh okay uh. <laughs> Top tier top tier waifus in DD, I'd like to fuck. Number oh, fifteen number 15. Orcus. Orcus, the black the black god or the 30, fuck his edgy 30, title is. What, 30, what's his title? Uh what's I forgot, he but one? he's basically the person who invented necromancy. Yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah, yeah. He has yeah. like a the, the Prince of Undeath, I think.
1: Some shit like that, yeah. Look how fucking edgy. Oh no, you literally uh, got yeah, the demon prince of undeath. Oh okay, the, yeah, yeah. also known as the Blood Lord. Blood, 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 Which doesn't blood, make any sense. Lord, Und- I love that. The Blood Lord doesn't make any sense. Undead don't have blood.
0: I mean, <coughs> it's all just like...
1: Well, I mean, vampires. Eh. Don't have blood. Okay. Yeah. We- no, that's why they suck blood, because they don't have blood. That's the whole thing I with vampires. just, you
0: know, vitamin D deficient.
1: No! <laughs> I mean, yes, also <laughs> that, but no. <laughs> also, there's no vitamin D in blood, Matt. Oh, whoops. Not... Uh, Vitamin D's that. Not how that works. I can't just drink no, blood and be like, no, I'll never have to go no. outside again. <laughs> just drink blood. Vitamin D's made in your skin. Oops. <laughs> anyway.
0: I know. <laughs> it's fine.
2: He said they're vitamin D
0: deficient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just guys, just go um, outside. You'll be fine. Fucking uh, <laughs> <I> explode. <laughs> yeah. What's that one picture uh, of, like, DM, like, here's your pre-generated character, and it's, like, vampire life uh, light cleric? The yeah. guy's just like, what is this? You think this is a joke? <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm just saying, there's ways
0: you can make that idea
1: work. I'm just
2: saying. It's a pre- uh,
0: pretty funny idea. It's a
2: funny idea.
1: Anyway. Um, yeah. all right, so fucking, oh, uh, not Orcus, vile Vile's like, give me the stick, you sons of bitches, and the Blood hunters say, no, bitch, fuck off.
0: Yeah. Basically, yeah. So he teleported away. Players volunteered to get his stick. Blood hunters turned stick, out
1: stick, stick, stick with an yes. S. Stick, stick.
0: Uh, they ended up, you know, asking the, <laughs> the blood hunters, "Like, all right, what the fuck's going on?" So they explained to them that, yeah, our old our old headmaster went to look for the uh, the staff the in the caves of, of chaos. Yeah, stick. they went to look for it in the caves of chaos. Which is near outside the the main town that Calarell uh, is taking over. Which, is, uh, which I ended up because the the critical roll book just came out. I basically just ripped the Whitestone map and used that. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah just steal from steal everything, guys. Don't worry, yeah, Matt. Yeah, Matt just is a fucking just steal everything and work it into your own adventures. mishmash. Yeah, that's right.
1: I mean, to be fair, the creators of D anD D do literally tell you to like steal the shit in their in the adventure book to use it for your oh, campaign. 100%. So you yep. know it checks out.
0: Yeah, I literally like followed that like every time a new book come out, I was like, and I'm taking a page out of here and throwing Unless it in there. Unless of
1: course your campaign is over like level 14, in which case they tell you to
0: go fuck yourself. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, so my players All right, so like, "Alright, to the caves yeah, of chaos." So they got to and- go to the caves of chaos. So, one of the big things in the joke, actually I should I should have mentioned this beforehand. Huh? Um, after this, Joe, uh,
2: hey, and I up. mentioned
0: no, no, not Maganella. Joe, my buddy, <laughs> the one who got me the d d the one who ran the campaign originally, got burnt out, out, left. Came back, and he's like, hey, can I play for a session as a character? I was like, okay. Uh, for A session? A, hold on, a session. Hello. And then just became another permanent player. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, okay, yeah.
0: And so looking back, I'm sitting here like, was it really work-related, Joe? Was it? Was it? I, was, I, was, I, was, I wanted you. But I mean, it's it's all good because honestly, like I lo- he's Joe's <laughs> such a good fucking player, anyways.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, out outside of game workload as a DM is higher. Oh yeah. player. So you know, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I I you know I understand it, but yeah. it is a little funny. Like, yeah, Joe. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things because he played a uh, he played a human shadow sorcerer, and his thing was he kept. He wore like a lot of black clothing. He wore a Raven mask like he was trying to edge it up really bad. Um Also, shit, I should mention uh, Xanathar's Guide came out like two to three months before my campaign started. So a lot of my players picked a lot of new shit from Xanathar's Guide because that was the newest book. Uh, uh, uh. So he I think, yeah, so he played a shadow sorcerer and one of the running jokes that happened in the game because uh, the players would every once in a while fight like uh, one of Calorel's like, you know, minions, like another like mini necromancer. And I joked that the the Kalorel's ne- the minions always confuse Joe's character for one of them. Because he just dressed so like dark and like Cause a cause necromancer. An edge lord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're like, they're like, they're like, Mark? Mark, what are you t- who are these losers? What are you doing, man? Come over here and res this body with me. Come on. Hey, yo, Mark.
2: What are you doing, man? What's, what's going <laughs> on? That fucking, was it was it was it Will Friedle or yeah? It would when they they're in the the fucking Slayers take bit in the campaign one where they're like
0: Dale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they kept so that happened like two or three times to the players and it became a bit, and so, the players are like, all right, we have to go to the caves of chaos, Joe because he kept getting ref like miss uh, he kept getting mixed up as a one of the Calorel guys. He's like, "Wait, guys. I have a genius idea. What if I go undercover and pretend to be one of Calorel's guys and I'll just kill him in the night." Genius.
1: What, what could go wrong?
0: What could go wrong? And so my players are like, "All right, all right man so we'll we'll go to the caves of chaos wait wait, wait
1: hold, on, hold, on, hold on hold on wait i just need to i just need to refresh that sentence in my brain he was trying to assassinate
0: Calorel? yes
1: I. okay bud yeah
0: okay yeah so okay joe, so joe wanted he's like all right he's like i'm getting confused for a lot of his minions he's like this is gonna be easy i'll get in i'll kill him and then, you know, uh, the mission complete. We don't have to worry about getting the, the staff at all. And in, in and out, twenty minute adventure. Yeah, and, yeah, basically, and he's and basically it's like, adventure. hey. So if I, if I don't like, listen, just wait for me. Give me like, give me like, give me like, you know, give me a day. I'll meet you guys at the entrance of the caves of chaos. If I'm not there in twenty four hours, assume I died. And so the players are like, well, that checks out. <laughs> so- Old choice, but okay. So the next time the players run into one of these minions, like again, the same joke happened where the guy's like, you know, you know Steve? bill Are you bill? Yeah, Steve? Like, what are you what are, what are, like what are you doing? You do and, <laughs> and Joe wrote like a Nat 20, I think, on Deception. So he's like, Yeah, man, oh dude, I got lost. Like, uh, hey, let's go back to let's go back to the boss's place. Like I just, you know, I need to go there. So the minion was like, all right, man, let's go. We gotta, you know, we gotta teleport back out. So, they so the minion, uh, and I, I, Matt Colville, I think he said this was from the uh, the Black Company books, like the whole red coins. Like, Calero was using this, these coins. coins, yeah. There's something about blood coins, like, and Matt did this in when he was like explaining the Dillion Tomb thing, was like, Calero paid people for dead bodies with red coins, not gold coins, red coins.
1: Oh, oh, he's referencing. Oh, so yeah, yeah, they weren't they weren't um, special coins, but there is a character in the second Black Company book who basically kills a bunch of people in the village he lives in and brings their bodies to this castle up on the keep that he doesn't realize is actually a cult of the Dominator who's the main bad guy. And they're using the bodies to make i think zombie minion like zombie warriors basically uh in it to help the dominator return yeah i didn't even Hmm, hmm. that's like the best that's like the best book in the series too okay
0: but like i didn't know like what they did so i just assumed like you know this is probably you know he, he pays people this is probably how his minions can like get back and forth between him and like his town so the minion uses like you know I didn't fucking know. So I just was like, yeah, magic, you know, evil Calorel magic. And they use the coin. They teleport to uh, uh castle.
1: Yeah, it was which- it, it was literally it wasn't anything special as well. He was just they were paying him a lot of money for dead bodies. So he was bringing <laughs> them dead bodies.
0: Nice. <laughs> but but yeah, OK, so they tell. So Joe teleports there and this is my first one on one session. So I was like, all right, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Um. And basically, when they got there, this is uh, Joe saw that uh, a bunch of the basically what Caloral was doing, and he had this like lab facility with a giant undead elder brain, like a mind flare on uh, elder brain plugged into this the device with a bunch of these evil necrotic runes and shit and basically was using this to power all the undead around and basically control an army of undead throughout the city.
1: That's do. how
0: yeah. And so Joe's like, oh fuck, I I'm in way over my
1: <laughs> No, you
0: sick. <laughs> sick. Yeah. So he's like, alright, that is, uh he's like, alright, well, you know, I'm here. Might as well stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Stick to and- the plan. Yeah. So he uh, goes. Uh uh-huh. So he goes, and one of the things that Joe, this you know Shadow Sorcerer character, did a lot was he liked the bake. He like he joked. He's like, I bake cupcakes, and people were like, Are you part of a cult? He's like, No. Why? Who wants punch? <laughs> <laughs> Who
1: wants punch?
0: Okay. So he liked the so he like the bake, and he recently got a uh, a uh, what do you call it? Pilfer of love. It's basically the thing that like makes whoever drinks it like fall in love with you. So he's like, he's like, all right, all right. He's like, I just gotta feed this to Calorel and then I'll just kill him. And because I'm his lo- he thinks he, you know, I'm his best friend, it'll be fine. Uh, didn't happen. So he got, didn't you know, happen. he met, he, you know, him and the minion NPC, they walked up to Calorel. was like, all right, if I can got, you know, this necromancy shit, I can't wait. I'm gonna blow the shit out of that, that, uh, uh, Bloodhunter school. It's gonna be the best. I, I cannot wait and Joe uh, meanwhile was like alright I'm gonna go in my room I'm gonna bake I'm gonna bake this you know this cake Alorel at the time and I thought this monster was super cool his second like lieutenant was uh, a Tanneruk which is basically oh, like a yeah, demon yeah, yeah. infused orc so those, guys, oh, love those guys Yeah, super spiky and that was his like second in command dude so Joe's uh, so second in Joe, command
1: implies that the Tanneruk has a brain which I, I think they're generally yeah, pretty true. dim but yeah, yeah, yeah fair yeah. enough
0: so and the other thing oh fuck and this is the other thing I forgot to mention and I mentioned it a while ago when I ran the Dillion Tomb one of the things the players so when they they went through the dungeon at the end of it there was a bunch of coffins and I gave each player like a you know again magic items because throwing them out like candy one of the things from Matt Colville that he took from his friend Jim Murphy was this idea of these there are these super weapons almost like the vestiges of divergence that Matt uh, Matt Mercer uses nope um and they call them the teeth of the dragon and i thought it was so metal i'm like all right i want these super weapons in the game they look they, they sound fucking sick but one of my players has one of these he has the uh the white dragon uh tooth of the dragon it's basically basically it's basically a frost uh frost main. what is it it's the ice sword in the dmg the plus one sword that deals like oh frost, frost damage but frost brand. yeah frost but that's the thing yeah, he got brand. yeah, yeah. Frost I brand, thought I you. thought you
1: were, <laughs> I thought you were referencing Frostmourne and I was like, I. What? I think
0: I was mixing it up. Yeah, I think I'm mixing them. Yeah, Frost. Uh,
1: yeah, Frostmourne is Arthas's sword in Arthas's World sword, of Warcraft. That's what I was
0: fucking up. All right. Yeah, he got uh, he got a Frostbane, so this is one. of brand. them And then the players brand map brand brand. Sorry, and they know they're like, okay, they're like, you know, they they heard through the grapevine. There's like, all right, there's like five of these out there. You know, well, Yeah, you know, it's fine. Like, we're probably not... There's five of them. This is a whole fucking country. How... You know... When do you... When were we ever gonna run into another one of these? The Tannarok has the other one. <laughs> Tannarok had, had the the black uh, acid sword. Yes, and Joe's do. like... And then Joe, immediately oh, seeing that oh, went... where were they themed to the dragons? Yeah, they were... With each ah. one, yeah. Each one was themed to a dragon. So, so red... Yeah, so red, green, blue, black, white. And each teeth basically, like, dealt damage equal to that dragon... And then later on i had them just level up with the party kind of like vestiges and they did extra bits and shit. uh and so this tanrock had the black one and joe seeing that went actually i'll have him kill Calorel for me <laughs> <clears throat> what? so so joe oh. while he baked he basically took the pill for love and he baked it into a cake and he's like, I want to give the cake to the Tanner guy. I want to try and find him like one on one or something. He's like, I'm a minion. Can I like try and summon him or send someone to summon him? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You meet him in the kitchen because that's probably where you're baking this shit. So the Tanrock storms in and basically, you know, has no tolerance for this nonsense. He's like, why the fuck did you summon me here? You little shit. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't use your skull as a basketball. And Joe's like um. I... I baked you a cake, Mr. Boss, because you are the greatest I, I, manager I've ever had. I mean, I mean,
1: I—I'll give you one reason not to use a skull as a basketball. Uh, basketball is not invented yet, so I don't. You don't
0: know that. <laughs> <laughs> my homebrew <hungry> world, Josh. <laughs> you know? I'm pretty sure basketball wasn't a thing back then. I'm just back at the Dizzy. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going back. I'm going to make a can now. Basketball.
1: <laughs> basketball exists in Matt's world. <laughs> All right, confirmed.
0: But um. The Joe, you know, was like, I baked you a cake and he, he, he rolled really high on persuasion and the Tanneruk, Tannerooks, I yeah, they their stats not great. They, they fucking hit like a truck, but like when it comes to like their intelligence, wisdom, charisma nah, nothing, fucking dum-dums so this guy's not very bright you know, someone baked him food and he's just like he like, I had him do the thing where he's like
1: he hungry. you
0: yeah, and he literally took a giant, like, fistful, like, put it, like, smushed the cake in one hand in hand, took a chunk, and just started eating it in front of Joe and being like, there's no fucking meat in this, what am I, uh, and then just immediately, you know, because uh, the pill for love doesn't have a saving throw.
1: He punched, he punched the cake like Kratos,
0: Great. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> started licking the frosting off Give his fingers. Give me some silver pieces. That's right. So... Joe now had, he's like, all right, I have the Tannarok. He's like, all right, Tannarok thinks he's my best friend. I'm like, hey, Mr. Tannarok, okay. So, Kyle out, he's a bad guy. We gotta take him out. So Tannarok's like, yeah, boss, that sounds like a great idea. Let's fucking go. So, this is where, uh, and Joe, Joe is one of the notorious players who makes me do the the the, the hat flip thing where I'm like, oh. Where I'm, not, I'm caught off guard by a lot of the shit he tries to do. I didn't have a stat block for Kalorel. Until that oh. session.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh no.
0: Because oh. I wasn't planning on the players to fight him at all. So I scrambled and looking for shit that... Was tough. Not too tough. And... I found something online. Lo- I don't remember what fucking stat block. Because it was so long. You know, I was in such a fucking mad panic. Um, but I found a, some sort of like magey necromancy thing, and basically, uh, one of the things that Calaral can do because I had him like he was connected to the elder elder brain. Uh, he could just you know summon any undead, whatever. So one of the, his other guardians that he had was a bone golem, basically a huge just pile of like a hulking dead. like I, it's actually a huge size monster made of bones. So when Joe and the Tanrock was like, all right, I want the Tanrock," I'm like, he's like, all right, Tanarok, buddy, friend. What's your name? Fred. Okay, Fred, just go up and just beat the shit out of Calaro with your sword. Just go and just stab him with the, the, the acid sword. I don't give a shit. Just murder him. So Kaloreau is sitting in, you know, imagine, imagine you build big castle, throne room, evil necromancer sitting there, you know, plotting necromancy things. All of a sudden, big demon orc man with a big acid sword comes up to him. Stabs him right in the kidney. <laughs> while Kalorel is sitting on the throne.
1: Just chilling, having some tea. Yeah,
0: yeah, basically. He's just plotting. In his soaps. As, as villains do. And so a fight broke out and like between the bone golem Kalorel and a couple other zombos, Joe managed to um, basically he almost got Calorel like actually down because of the stat block. But Calorel had a lot more minions and he had a, hot, a lot of higher spell slots left.
1: Wait. So Joe <laughs> was like, I'ma fight Calorel, and you just had yep. to like pick a fucking stat block on the fly? I just picked yeah. Jesus just, Christ.
0: Yeah, which after that session I went and did uh you know actual like work and actually found a like appropriate stat block. <laughs> after that session, I killed Joe. <laughs> Yeah. Why? I, I
1: My I bare did. hands. I almost. No, no, did. no. Joe, the player, not the character.
0: Joe, the player. uh oh, no, no. You kill Joe. So, so Joe managed to get Kalorel down, chase them around, and then I wanted to foreshadow something that, like, another, like, powerful magic item they had. So Kalorel had this this orb, this, like, kind of black one. Not a sphere of annihilation, but almost uh, a pondering orb, if you will, or some shit like that. A
1: pondering orb?
0: <laughs> so Joe broke, like, orb upon had, which he ponders. Yeah. So Calaral ran away from the fight, and while the orc got fucking decimated, by the way. <laughs> so Joe's like, well, uh, my bodyguard's gone. I might as well go after the boss and ignore the golem. And Joe chased Calaral down to his office, found Calaral with this pondering orb, and basically Calaral's like he heard a voice in like you know some ethereal language that Joe didn't understand. And then realize, and, and I, I specif- uh, specified saying, "You see the wounds on Calaral beginning to heal," and to which Joe took that and went, "I need to leave now," and then basically just jumped out a window, <laughs> 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 survived, and managed basically after he's like, "All right, um, I'm, I'm going to go to Caves of Chaos now. I, I've done my work here. I've done my job. I've, uh, I've, uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have He shrugged it away "I tried." I tried. I made a hard attempt. <laughs> Give him a best shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, I my just, uh The first one on one session was was real fucking dude. I just like
1: his logic, though, of being like, well, if I get the big orc man and it's me and the big orc guy, I can probably take out the big bad boss. What could go wrong? I'm sure it'll mm-hmm. go fi- like, sir. And what in what land does that make any sense? I- what? Why not? I fucking, Why I try? <laughs> you you did your best, but I guess I don't. Okay. I fucking. Got, I I feel like if that were me, I couldn't help but just absolutely dunk on the player in question. Like I feel like if you're trying to fuck with the big bad, I mean he's not he wasn't the the, the final BBEG, but it's like if you're fucking with the big bad that early on, I'm gonna slap you around. Like I.
0: Well, well, like, again it's kind of like think of it like an anime show it's like he was the the main bad guy the big bad guy of this no, season no, no, Kal- I know, Ra, but i'm yeah. just saying
1: it's still like the fact that he tried to fuck around with him so early i feel like i would i couldn't help but punish him a little bit in some way
0: like, well he almost died that was the punishment <laughs> he uh, almost, uh,
1: i mean i guess i don't yeah, fair like
0: enough. yeah like he almost died in the fight he died almost died jumping out of the window
1: he survives the fight leaps out the window breaks his fucking neck
0: yeah so he and (laughs) basically you know made his yeah and then basically was like all right i kind of know the general direction where the caves of chaos is right matt and he's like i'm like yeah i'm like okay and so the next session (laughs) i
1: wander my broken body over there
0: was literally the party just waiting for him and being like yeah i think uh i think joe's dead I think he's I, dead, guys. So I think we I, just I think we we just got wasted the day. Uh we got six days left to find the staff. Well, I, th- I think we're fucked. I, just I think like, we should just I think we should just go in now. I like the
1: mental image, the party's all chilling, making s'mores and ch- you know hanging out le- the night before. And you're like, so uh, what do you guys think Joe's up to? I don't know. <laughs> I hope he's okay. Next day he comes crawling on the floor with two broken legs up to the fucking camp. Yep. I'm alive! Like, wow. Oh well, shit! All right. Yeah, basically, <laughs> and
0: they, and they assume because they're like, "Oh, you survived, so you must have killed them, so we don't have to go in these caves anymore." And he's just like, Ugh, "About that?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no." Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: back in the caves we go, or into the cave, not back. into the, caves, into the we caves, go. caves we go. And this is
0: where they, you know, I did I did my first kind of dungeon crawly type of adventure, which originally I wanted to use like the actual like Caves of Chaos dungeon and the map. Um, but at the time, I didn't fully understand like the map and certain sections of the map and the layering and everything. So what I ended up doing was basically like, all right, you guys are walk. And I just kind of set up a bunch of different dungeons and locations and things that they would find along the way. And then just had players pick directions from the Caves of Chaos map.
1: I mean, to be fair, also the Caves of Chaos in the original incarnation of it, like an edition. Was intended to be an entire campaign's worth of a dungeon, yeah, so it's real big. Oh yeah, uh, no. so it wouldn't really make sense for you to use it anyway. Yeah,
0: but no my players they they did a lot, and I got to use a lot of cool monsters, uh, a lot of random fucking scenarios too. Like uh, one of the like the literally the one of the first encounters they found was uh, there was a stone giant wearing a sheriff's badge and he was trying to police the caves. This is like big cave tunnel. So my players are like, you know, yeah, you're the boss of I me. Mean, you ain't the cops down here. Fuck you. And then the stone giant literally Yamcha two of my players, <laughs> like left them in a crater, them curled up like Yamcha. Yom- <laughs> Cause he fucking, fucking s- got him. He scored like two crits on the players and they're like, I'm dying.
1: <laughs> I have, I have several questions about the logic of an ogre cop. In the no caves stone, of, no it was it was, or, it was sorry, stone, stone giant, stone giant. I have several questions it, about a stone giant cop in I, the caves of chaos and the how that I
0: don't know occurs, I, I don't but know okay. why I don't know why I did that. I, I, I don't know why you did that either. That's what I'm. <laughs> but questioning. I was like, it was fun. It was a funny thing. Then after that, I guess Then after that, that's when um, and I I took this from uh, horde of the dragon queen there's a whole dungeon called the dragon hatchery it has a lot of dragon cultists a lot of drakes and stuff and so i'm like oh i'll put this in the caves of chaos it makes perfect sense and my players finally went there they went throughout the whole dungeons they learned a little bit about the dragon cult they learned about where the the uh the black drake's name was razier this is where they they learned about this is where razier came from and what his deal is and that they're like oh so drakes are made they're not actually like a, they're not like they're not owl bears in a sense where they're like, they were made thousands of years ago and then thrown in the wild and now they're a normal thing. They're just, they're just an alchemical weird magic monster. Okay. Same, bro. Yeah. Um, but this is also where, and again, at the time I wasn't, I didn't understand, and again, throwing magic items out like candy and my players were like, fuck, we're not finding any magic items. What the fuck? They kept complaining about it, So I'm like, all right, what? fine. Fucking Yeah. Well, they weren't finding
1: like reese's or like dragon. Like I was heads. I gave out
0: magic items, but I remember them specifically being like we haven't found any like major thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I think I fucked up royally when I did this cuz I rolled on a higher table than they because the I changed the boss of the dungeon to be uh, you know, the the fire the, the elemental mamerdons. Yeah. They're like elementals in armor. Yeah. Did so they beat that? That was like the final boss of the whole dungeon they went to like the the area where all the cultists like hid their treasures and shit and i i gave them like a bunch of like you know a uh, cloak of protection like all this other shit like really like rare stuff that level i think they're level five or six at this time like a bunch of stuff that players at that level shouldn't have find found all those at the same time the biggest yeah biggest thing that i should not have done but it was hilarious. Is I gave him an Afridi bottle. Oh. Oh. Which people who done? don't know what an Afridi bottle is, it's uh, a very—I don't know if it's legendary, but it's a magic uh, item. That's... It's a genie in a bottle, specifically a fire genie that hates your fucking guts. Yeah. So, and when you first open this this lamp, the, the Freedy bottle, you roll, I, I, you roll a D twenty, and if, it, if there's three options that can happen. The, the genie grants you one wish. The genie tries to murder you. <laughs> nope. Or the genie owes you three favors. And so at the time, above game, I had the joke with my players. I'm like, all right, guys. The only thing you can't wish for is killing Kalorel. That's it. And they're like, ah, damn it. Fuck, that's what we wanted. <laughs> that was going to be our one thing. Well,
1: that's where you monkey pause the situation. Kill Kalorel and then something places him
2: right
0: <laughs> uh, yes they I'm Malarelle Calvary. the bile his yeah, evil yeah, twin yeah, yeah. brother uh. say so they
2: kill Calarel, but he comes back as a lich as and a lich like, yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. that's are. exactly God what I was thinking
0: oops yep. but uh and they ended up rolling on the table to get uh, three favors from the genie and the Afridi the the, the, the Afridi he despised the fact like the, the whole thing with Afridi's like they, they, they think they're like superior above all other fucking you know genies and other races so the fact that this one is like i have to help you he's like i cannot wait till oh my three God, favors i up. hate you so much <laughs> yeah he's basically he kept saying he's like i cannot wait till my three favors are done i'm gonna go it. back to the fire plane get my boys and i'm gonna burn you the, shit the out, out of you? all of you i'm going to use your bones as kindling <laughs> and yep. they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah alright. Jesus right.
2: Christ. They're yeah, are like, whatever you right, say dude, Jim. whatever, fuck off, just help <laughs> us get through this dungeon.
1: <laughs> so, w- by the way, j- j- uh, just, just you know, in case you're curious, uh, the Afridi bottle is a very rare major tier item.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and grew, you gave yeah, it to like what, level four? Level five players. Five. <laughs> yeah, that's... Actual <laughs> madman. Level five or six hilarious. players. Um, that's hilarious. Also, so this is around the time too, so in that dungeon, this is where, um this is all again we by this time the campaign we've had a lot of people kind of coming and going except for Joe uh Sammy and uh Wolf
1: one well, of the new players so hmm. wait yeah well uh, that's right we had I forgot about the player swap Yeah, the other players so, so yeah how many original players are you at at this
0: point? So I had so only uh, only three technically. Well, Joe came in like literally the second or third session. So you had but three out of five original. Three out of five originally, yeah. The okay, other so two players
1: left at this point.
0: Yeah, two players. Le- oh, sorry, one player left. The blood the blood Hunter barbarian, the one that made this fucking deal in the first place. Okay. Yeah, he the guy left whose the game. Name he, don't even remember. Yeah, uh, because so basically, him and uh, a couple of the players, you know, there was a lot of infighting going on, and eventually, a lot of the group was like, you know, he was kind of rude and he was a little obnoxious to a lot of the players. So a lot of the players were like, okay, hey Matt, kind of, we want to kick him off the island. I'm sorry, get rid of his ace. And I felt really bad, because the player was nice to me, but he. They fought a lot between a lot of the other players, and it was starting to like the players did not want to deal with him, and I'm like I can see like the cracks going, and I'm like all right fuck. Well, Unfortunately,
2: crazy Sorry, I'm immature. Yeah, I I distinctly remember you talking to me about each of these major significant situations as they were going on while we were still in school, like you being like, "I think I'm gonna start a game up," and then you're like, "I think I gotta kick this one player out." It just I'm just like.
0: <laughs> oh, I remember
2: when that, that happened. That's
0: crazy. I, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was in school with you guys during all yeah, this too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I I kind of remember the I'm gonna start a game of conversation. I don't remember talking about kicking this guy out. I may not have been around.
0: Um. So yeah, he left, and actually, sorry, the 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 bird person rogue. She sw- uh, swapped characters to a Isle. Blood a uh, blood hunter, because after we got to the town and they met the blood hunters, they're like, "Oh, blood hunters are sick. I want to be one of those." And I'm like, "Fuck! All right, fucking goddamn." And then it. I had a party of six blood, basically, yeah. Um, and then this is where my buddy Chris came into the picture. And now Chris is the the shadow monk. He he's another now. He's part of my main group. The main group now is like is uh, Joe, Wolf, Sammy, Chris, uh, Nano who's gonna come in later on very soon and uh now ragnar and jake that's my main group right now ragnar so, the blood yeah ragnar, ragnar is the 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 dwarf <laughs> barbarian and nothing but the dwarf barbarian yeah, no
2: i i know i, I that was a joke <laughs> for isaiah i was making there. i, I, I laughing is hard right now but no, I, know. I know right
0: <laughs> yeah ragnar the blood i know you don't get the joke man it's okay that's fine um, but yeah, this is where Chris came into the campaign again. Chris was he was a Pathfinder guy and he was a buddy of Chris Wolves. Cox
1: was in your game. That's unfortunate, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, his brain's just <laughs> in my mind because of a certain, you know, debacle that happened. But,
0: what could I yeah. be referring? Well, yeah, he joined the game and he's a big you know, Pathfinder guy, so he's like learning and he's like trying to learn the, the rules and everything. And this is also kind of, he's a he's a big Magic the Gathering fan. And around the same time, Magic the Wizards of the Coast were starting to make these free PDFs online called Plane Shift. And they were set oh, yeah. around different planes of Magic the Gathering.
1: Those free PDFs that these days, they're like, no, no, we didn't make those. Yeah, basically. What are you talking yeah. about? Never made and that. And they're didn't really happen. cool
0: ideas. And eventually that's what became a Ravnica and you know, the other MTG settings. So when the uh, Amon Kent one, the basically Magic the Gathering version of Egypt came out, he's like, ooh, I really want to play a Kenren. Like an Anubis person, Jackal Man. I'm like, sure. Fuck, yeah, why not? I don't give a shit. And basically he played a shadow monk, Jackal Man, Rogue kind of dude who, you know, you know, the shadow step people, backstab. I also homebrewed, which now looking back, might have been a bit much, but at the same point in time, he could have just done it with daggers anyways. Because he really wanted to use the the monk like shadow, he wanted to punch people and have his sneak attack proc off that, off his unarmed strikes. And so, because I'm like, you know what, fuck it, yeah, why not? Because you're, you know, it makes sense for your character. And again, he could have done it anyways if he just used the pair of daggers. Didn't really matter if I gave it, if I said he could or not use sneak attack. You know, it's weird. I never even even thought about the. yeah, normally you can't, but like the only real difference would be, I mean, there wouldn't be a difference besides, oh, I have daggers and now I don't have daggers. Uh, yeah, well, actually, the f- well, the
1: difference would be the daggers damage doesn't go up, but unarmed strength. Well, well I it think would th-
2: because because yeah. it's all martial arts die goes up.
1: That's what I'm saying. The dagger. No, no,
0: but your daggers could become a martial arts. We- the monks' weapon, monks can either use their, they can use daggers, I think, for their unarmed strikes in their. In no, the isn't that a new isn't the, No, no, no. Isn't the. Oh, that ma- might be a new Tasha's thing. That's actually, the new, yeah. The de- I was going to de- say, that's the, that's
1: the key field weapon. I don't think you could do that right. back then.
0: Oh, no, well, no, well, you could. No, back
2: then, they had mo- the monks have always had monk weapons. It's just
0: monk weapons what are daggers. Yeah. A
2: monk weapon was fucking ridiculously convoluted. It basically was just if you have proficiency with this, when you take the monk class. It's a monk. Yep, but now it's like you can bring other things into it as well.
0: Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I remember that because we looked is. into it, and then after a while, I just kind of was like, "Fuck it," which is a, a, how a lot of this campaign kind of went. It was like, "Yeah, fuck it, why not?" You know, I mean, what's the yes, worst yes. that yes.
1: Yeah, fuck it, why not? Was like Add- the soon. motto <laughs> of the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, why not? Was the motto of the campaign.
0: Yeah. Um. So he joined in there. And then this is when I told the story of the drow outpost and the pale drow.
1: <sighs> One
0: of the things I forgot to mention in that was I mean, that
1: you can you could. You should, I feel like you should reiterate that for this.
0: I could. Um, so after the players got the free bottle, the first favor, they're like, fast forward us through this fucking dungeon. We want to go home. We are on a time crunch. <laughs> so the free is like, all right. So he the free basically like I, I kind of just basically like, all right, the Efreeti going to guide you. You just have to follow him. Oh, and it led thought, them through. Yeah, it, led, thought, it didn't like teleport them. That no, actually. no. I was thinking you were going to like time dilation the
1: dungeon and make like time and space fold in on each other. <laughs> <laughs> so no, like walking
0: no. down the two mile hallway is actually only five feet long or some shit. No, Jesus Christ. No, uh, but no, basically they booked it following the Efridi. The freedom at first led them into a Hydra lair by accident. A oh. by accident, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah I was going to say by accident. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it helped fight them, fight the Hydra with them, but he's just like, damn it, they should have fucking should have killed them. <laughs> but then it I led them through, fuck. but then it led them to the drow outpost. And basically, by the time they got there, he's like, all right, your one hour favor is up. Fuck off. Call me back later. And it disappeared. And basically like, because they free each favor. The genie helps you for like an hour um so they got to the, after the fight with the hydra traveling they got to the drow outpost uh and when they were there they you know they they looked up and only uh, i think two of the players spoke elvish so they're like in elvish like hey um directions por favor
2: Direction.
0: drug like <laughs> and so the drug?
1: Senior?
0: <laughs> and like i mentioned that this, this drow outpost was connected to the city of menzo branzen or My players and I I think we joked with like Webtown or Web Tropolis. I forgot what we fucking changed the name to. But basically big, big Drow City. (laughs) Um, and this was like the front gate to Drow City. And so uh, you know, a drow, you know, uh a drow leader came outside. Basically was like, ugh, fuck, fucking surface dwellers, gross.
1: Smell they smell like suntan lotion.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so they're like and only really one of the players was like, because they uh, they're like, do we know shit about Drow? We're like, what the fuck is their deal? What's with all the spiders? Because they're like, some of them were new players. Only really one person was kind of experienced. So they rolled history, and one of the play only one of the players was like, yeah, Drow. Normally they're evil. They like to take slaves from the surface. Uh, they worship a demon uh, a demon queen. And so while the other players are trying to be like very civil with this one guy. The player that knows is in the back sweating bullets, being like, guys, we need to we need to leave. We need to go. We need to get this. We need to leave. See, this
1: is where you fuck with the players and they they ask if they know anything about drow. And you say the one thing you know of for sure is they're really horny for spiders. Yeah. Just you just fuck with them.
0: Yeah. So then the, the drow was like, you know, all right, get off my fucking property, go down that Go down, Go my... follow this tunnel, and you'll get to wherever the fuck you need to go. Get off. And...
1: Skittery scoppity. Yeah, get off.
0: Get out of here, sun sunseers, you fuckers.
1: Get out of here, SPF fifty, motherfuckers.
0: So they're, as they're leaving, I and I, again I mentioned this in the podcast. This is where I had like I wanted. I again, Morton Foams just came out.
1: Morton Foam and
0: Hololive? What? Yes. And in, in that Toma book, <laughs> in, that bu- in that book, there was a drowstat stat block called the Shadow Blade which is like this drow shadow assassin kick-ass dude, Edular. CR11. Yeah, super edged lord. So I'm like, okay, so the drow, like thinking this would be just a cool encounter thing, like a spy that the players wouldn't know about, but like I could hint at it and this guy would follow them throughout the dungeon and maybe I'll have him when they get to the staff, maybe I'll have this guy try and steal it from them. <laughs> not actually like steal, not actually successfully steal it from them. But just try just to like fuck with the players Let's give it a shot. Yeah, D- didn't get that far. So <laughs> Chris, again, like I mentioned, you know, either because his characters are paranoid and or he is paranoid. He's like, Matt, I want to see everything. I'm making perception checks. I'm looking all around. I'm making sure that no one is fucking with us right now. I'm like, OK, and he rolled like a natural 20 or something really dumb high. So I'm like, okay. You spot like way off in the distance, like you know, with the, within the edge of your dark vision, you notice that there's someone following you. So Chris, thinking that this is going to be super like, you know, a, a sick maneuver, pro gamer move. Sick he's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna shadow step behind the dude, and I'm gonna be like, all right, you need to you need to tell me what your business is. What are you doing? I want your credit card information. I want your social security number. I want your address. What are you doing? Um this is what you but, call a pro gamer move. Yeah. And so he thought he was threatening this this guy um that I dubbed the pale that they ended up dubbing the pale drought cuz I found a picture of him and basically people you can, like you can imagine a, a gray skin shredder. Yeah, he literally looks like shredder. Yeah. Um the shadow blade because it's a CR11 creature. He his ass. One shot Chris. Yeah. yeah. Like made yeah. like within one turn un- knocked him out. And Chris was like super taken aback by that. He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Chris is <was> like, "Nani?" <laughs> yeah, and all the players immediately went, "Oh shit!" And as they go to you know go to save Chris, um, because I had the shadow- Drow Shadow Blade, and then I just had a Mook like Drow Warrior, like a low CR Drow with them, just to have like another body. Um, that Drow was carrying another person, like in a net. And but- that was that was my buddy Nano because he game he just came into the campaign. Nano uh, was an old player in Joe's campaign who had to leave early as fuck because of work, uh, of work or school or something. And then after he had more free time and had like our game nights free up, he's like, "Hey Matt, like I know I heard you started up a campaign. I heard Joe's ended. Can I join in with you guys?" I'm like, "All right, fuck. That's a lot of players. All right, we can do this." So. He hopped in, and this is also around the time that Z Bashu made the Bill Murray wizard video Uh, where you pick a halfling wizard diviner Uh, with uh the lucky feet. (laughs) And he saw that and was like, I want to do that. And I was all for it because I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) Oh, remember this? Yeah, so he did. So he made that character. he, He made the halfling wizard and yeah, basically never rolled, you know, constantly like rolling dice like a motherfucker the entire campaign. And uh, just killed two dragons. Crazy. Uh, uh but yeah, then, and, and so the players, they killed the two, they killed the one drow, they rescued Nano's character, and then the Shadowblade was like, all right, I'll be back. Don't, you know, fucking, you know, take your lumps. And just, you know, he was able, he also has Shadow Step, so he Shadow Stepped away. I just, I just really love that,
1: uh, Joe, or, is it Joe? Whoever tried to, to Chris. whoever, Chris, whoever tried to dunk on the pale drow. I just love that that my man came at him like fucking Polnareff versus Dio and got the same treatment of like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh no. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and again, uh, and I mentioned in the villains episode that the pale drow guy became a villain and basically became Chris's like main, like, arch nemesis, yeah, and So after that event, the players went through a couple other little mini dungeons, um, one area, one area (laughs) they, they, I'm sorry,
1: I'm just now imagining your player at the table, just, they meet, meets the pale drow again, deal!
2: <laughs> the question is Did the pale drow do the shadow step and just bring him down a flight of stairs?
0: Four or five yeah, times? right. Did he, did he
2: push him down a flight <laughs> of stairs? Because he should
0: have. I should have, damn. Oh, that would have been good. Fuck. But, um, yeah, they went through a couple other dungeons. One of the things they ended up doing, which uh, my players hated, is there's uh, a trap that they put in Xanathar's guide. It's like a hallway trap with scythe blades and shit, and if they had made them there's a bunch of magic runes on the wall that make them do wisdom saves that they fail they have to walk backwards back into the swinging scythe blades oh, uh. and so they fucking hated it and i thought it was hilarious because it was such a cool trap but they they did not enjoy the, the hallway at all. they were not fans no yeah. and so i was like okay the last they, they they finally they found the last area of the dungeon which um all oh, my players at this point are level seven hey we have one two yeah, we have uh joe wolf sammy nano chris and the other player well whose name will be uh i'm gonna leave their name out because uh scrubbed from the memory books Scrub? no oh that and no one is on speaking terms with that person anymore so just oh, for I, eminent I, sake
2: i
1: think you've brought this player up on podcast I've never said their name. No, not their name, but I think you mentioned them being uh, blacklisted. I feel like this feels familiar.
0: Maybe. Um, maybe one of the things, but any who's in. Uh, they, they, find, they they find an area. It's a big, actually kind of like marbled out place. And there's a shit ton of statues, human statues, adventurers, everything all over the place. So my players are me, like... Oh, fuck. It's a Medusa. Oh. Oh, this is bad. <clears throat> um, They end up see- seeing that there is a, a, like, Durgar with a stone leg who's getting the shit kicked out of him by these two trocodytes. Players kill the trocodytes, they rescue the Durgar, and the Durgar basically tells him, no, 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 you, you don't understand. Like, you don't understand the shit we're in now. He's like, my boss, he's like, he... He's, he thinks himself an artiste. It's not, it's not Medusa. They're like, well, what the fuck? They're like, what what do you mean? It's not Medusa, you see all the statues? They're like, no, no, no. My boss is a beholder, who just loves turning things to statues, including people. And they're like, oh, they they all, as soon as they heard the word beholder, they're like, Matt, we're level seven. (laughs)
2: <laughs> at which point you look at them and go, I love yeah, when "The players and? have to go full mask off."
0: <laughs> and they're just like, "Dude, we're level seven. What the fuck?" <laughs> and they're like, "What? What? Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with that?"
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, we can't. You we can't look, beat
0: that. At which point you look at them and go, "Drug." Which, and then my players are like, "All right, well, it's a boulder. We're not dealing with that." Hey, Durga guy, come with us. We're gonna, we're gonna rescue you. You can come. You can come chill with us. Hang with us. We're gonna, we're trying to look for the staff. And the guy's like. Oh, funny thing. Uh, the beholder has the staff. Yeah. And then my players once again were like, Matt, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Matt, bro. <laughs> it
1: just is like, all right, well, just help us find the staff. Yeah, my boss has that too. Oh, come on, man. What the f- yeah.
0: So my Dude. again, my, my players being try, trying to you know be Joe was like, all right, guys, don't worry. If this worked once before, it'll work again. He had one more pill for a love. He's like, Matt, I'm gonna bake a cake, oh God. and I'm gonna feed it to the beholder. I'm like, okay. And the Durgar had two other like Durgar bros, and so the, Dur- the, the Durgar with the, the stone legs like, my two friends are gonna get, they're gonna embiggen themselves, and they're gonna lock Big all the troglodytes me. in their cave. You guys have a minute to deal with the boss before all the troglodytes come in. And so my players, all right, you know, all right, fucking cap. Then we, we can do this. This is great. Okay, no no they cap. go up yeah. uh, and this I used the Volos guide to monsters. They came out with a bunch of cool maps and stuff. And I used the beholder map from there. So uh, I made the beholder. He's, you know, he's, you know, regular beholder layer actions, everything. Joe was like, oh, great and mighty artiste beholder. I've come to give you this delicious Jeez. cake. Joe. Artiste. Forgetting, forgetting, uh, no, none of the players really exactly knew how beholders fully worked. Uh, the beholder, their main eyeball, shoots a beam, uh, basically uh, a non-stop ray of anti magic. Yeah. Anti magic code. So, so when Joe held this, and, and also beholders are super paranoid. Yeah. So Joe held out this cake. So this beholder, a stranger, comes to visit him, offers some cake. And the beholder basically just shoots ma- anti-magic at, like, is looking at the cake and then turns to Joe and just says you LOL. first. Out. <laughs> you eat the cake first. Yeah. And, then, oh. and Joe's like, uh, I switched the cake into his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fight ensues.
1: My man's, my man's like, uh, I hit him with a pie. I didn't think this fire. <laughs> Well,
0: try. You know, unfortunately, the the cake didn't work. Uh, Beholder. Oh fuck. Beholders are fun. The players hated the beholder fight too. Yeah, of course. And I think this is a thing that a lot, like, as DMs, I think a lot of DMs like beholders because the eye ray, they get a bunch of actions. The eye rays are all cool. They're chaotic. However, players fucking despise it when you ask them to do saving throws constantly. Yeah, yeah, they fucking hate it. And and this fight took a while. This is my first like real real boss fight that i did and so eventually uh wolf who's the the hexblade ended up yeah you know, because he got to a high enough level now he just got his eldritch smite and so he managed to kill the beholder with the eldritch Smite and blew it the fuck up at the end after this long battle almost annihilating the entire um you know almost the boulder almost killed the whole party it was almost a TPK to
1: yeah, be honest i believe it i mean what level five yeah yeah yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Uh, but and yeah, actually, the beholders are beholders are, are are funny, but also entertaining as, like as a GM because they're so chaotic and, and, you know, they're like pure random energy. You don't know as a GM, you're running a creature that you basically don't know what it's going to do. But then on the player side of things, that chaotic energy is also real fucking annoying sometimes. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I just threw be like three that. spectators at my Strixhaven party. and They fucking hated it. I loved it because I'm like, oh, these guys are great. Oh yeah, like, those are the was, little boys, right? The little boy, little green ones with four yeah, yeah uh, with four eye stocks. Yeah, and they are like every time they're like, all right, I'm like, all right, make a Constitution save and a Wisdom save, and they're like, Matt, how about I don't? How about I just? Yeah, how about fuck you? Can can just do damage? Can just can just no. give me damage? I'll take damage, and I'm like, nope, just make a save.
1: No, I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's it's only other option is to bite you, which is dumb, so it's not going to be good. Um, yeah, I can bite. You.
0: Um, so yeah, they killed the beholder. They got the staff. And they, I gave them like you know a little magic item to like, all right, a NPC boss gave you a teleport stone or whatever to once you get the staff, it'll teleport you. They
1: got the, out of the
0: dungeon. They got the yeah, very the,
1: important stick of Orcus. D- stick, 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 staff, staff, staff of Orcus. Yeah.
0: yeah. Safe, and, I, and I, and <laughs> I joked in the villain episode that ended. What ended up happening was, uh, the Shadowblade Drow, like as the players were teleporting out. The drow shadow blade and a bunch of other drow just showed up, like kicking down the door. They're like pointing, like, where the fuck do you think you're going? And Chris again was so mad because he's like, "No wait, no guys, turn the teleport off. Give me five minutes. I'm gonna fuck up. <laughs> Give me five minutes, I'll him up. I the, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Don't hold me off. back. Hold on.
1: <laughs> wait, I really, the, Matt. The way you, fr- the way you said he kicked the door in and started pointing around, I immediately thought of the scene in Yu-Gi-Oh where the FBI dudes kicked the door in and just, just the door pointing and the, and start pointing. The one, yeah, yeah, they just, just basically what happened. Holding the invisible the, sword.
2: Yeah, just imagine the
1: drow and he's pointing his sword, but it's just been censored out. Yeah. <laughs> Stop right there. Where are you going?
0: So they tell him. Give me five out. minutes. Five minutes with the drow. Fuck him up. And so my player and this is what started the whole like oh, my player's like, ooh, alright, Matt, we gotta kill all the drow. We gotta go back there one day, and we're gonna murder them all, because they're fucking evil. And I'm like, alright. They're fucking evil. <laughs> and so they got Christ. the staff. They got the staff of Orcus. Uh, they, with the help of the, the the nurse Joy NPC healer I made for them, uh, they were able to instead of giving it to Carol because they're like, "All right, fuck this guy. We can't let him have this staff." I'm sorry. You mean Mr. Vile? Mr. Vile. They consecrated it, uh, or not Such consecrated?
2: Kyle Kiskovich energy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they they de eviled it and basically de-eviled. destroyed it. Yeah. Um, and basically the, with the players and the blood hunters were like, all right, we're going to, we're going to go take down Calorel." Joe, Joe's character's like, listen, he's got a big elder brain. That's how he's controlling all the fucking, all the zombies that he's using in his army. If we can get to the the brain, all the zombies, clearly it's like a big computer. Clearly the zombies will turn off. So, you know, they had a plan. Uh, between the blood hunters and a couple other soldiers from the nearby towns they had a massive battle, broke down the front gates of White Stone, fought a bunch of undead, got into the area with the Elder Blaine uh, uh, Elder Blaine? Brain. Did uh. you actually call it White's?
2: Yeah. God damn it. Man, fuck, I, don't <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like
0: coming up with names. I, I uh, got that. <laughs> and in the, the Elder Brain fight, it was the Elder Brain and it was the one like cult. Uh, Calorel dude that thought Joe was his buddy. So when Joe and the party broke in, he's just oh, like, Jimmy, we were supposed you to be me? friends. We <laughs> were necromancers together. We graduated Necro Nancy 101 together. How could you do this to me? <laughs> and then Joe's just like, uh, Firebolt. <laughs> firebolt. <laughs> Yeah. Those. Um so they, they they shut off the brain Calorel. Uh basically all the 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 zombies around the area deactivated except for the ones in the castle. And then the players were like, "All right. showtime Final boss. Let's go. We're going to beat Calorel. We're going to take him down." Uh so I looked up there was actually in the in the map or in the book the Keep on the Shadowfell. they actually have like the Calorel boss fight map and everything. So I used that, and he had this orb where he would just summon undead every once in a while. And he would fly around and float around and shit. Yeah. Yeah, and basically this is, yeah. And basically, by the end of it, now, they, you know, big drag out boss fight. They take him down. Wait, how did they get to Calrillo? They just, like, kicked his fucking door and... Yeah, basically. Oh, oh. I,
1: yeah. I, I... I... I figured it'd be harder to get to him, but all right.
0: No, no, they kicked down the door and basically after they shut off the Elder Brain, Calorel is like, "All right, I need to go into my ritual chamber. I need to ponder my fucking orb and I need to gather all <laughs> my undead to guard me, cause shit's about to shit's about to hit the hit the brick. It's about to get bad." So they uh they they did
1: the the Moon Knight coming to beat up Dracula. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and they killed Calorel and then they had his orb and so one of my players was like, man, I wish the." To- I wish to ponder the orb, Yes, which this is where I around this time. This is where I actually started actually learning about plotting and D&D and like being like, OK, I have an idea for what I want the big bad to be. And so the player pondered the orb and saw that there was a big giant reptilian eye staring back at him. And he was basically in this trance where he couldn't get out and the which this big red fly, you know, a reptilian red eye on fire was like, free me, free me. And the player's like uh uh matt i want to get i want to break out of this trance i stab, i stabbed the orb i stabbed the pondering orb so he broke the pondering orb i stab the pondering yep. yep he stabbed it it broke and what it ended up doing was it ended up releasing uh releasing the uh again from mordenkane's Tome of foes five abishai one of each chromatic color and this is this is where like these guys ended up being bad, you know, bigger bad guys later on in the campaign.
1: <laughs> and wait, they that, basically, the Abishai that just like appeared.
0: Yeah, the Abishai just appeared. They basically they're like, all right, we're free. We can now do Dragon Cult shit. They turned to the players. Yeah, you're not worth it. And they just then they left and my players were like, wait, what, no, what the fuck? What was what, that? What defect? Yeah. And then I did the thing like Calorel did with the skill challenge of the castle crumbling down on top of the players and the players all escape the castle. They're the heroes. They're the saviors. And basically, this is also when the MCDM Strongholds and Follower rules came out. So as a reward, now they're level eight or level 10. I don't remember at this point, I think I leveled them up twice. They got a castle. They got a stronghold and, you know, happy, happy first end of the and ending chapter of the campaign. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's still there's still a lot more left over of this of the three year game, but I figured, you know, at least I'll, I'll end it at the the first major like campaign art, at the begi- The very
1: dunked on yeah. like a yeah. nerd.
0: Yeah, no, he was he did a lot of damage. He kept knocking down a lot of players, and then they kept trying to like heal themselves back up real quick, like doing the pal. You know, I'll heal him one health, and then <laughs> I can you know get back up? <laughs> Wait.
1: Uh so just so they they beat they beat on Kalarel and fucking, you know, mm. kick his nuts in. Yep. And then the orb summons a bunch of Abishai and yep. then the Abishai fuck off. And they just stand there like, wait,
0: what? Ha. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, oh. there was so many things going on. There was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, we're happy we killed Kalarel. But then they're like, who the fuck are these guys? Did they just they just say we're not worth it? Did they just they just fly away. Is the castle coming down on us? So there's like so many mix. There's so many things going on all at once that they didn't have time to react to the Abishai. Really.
1: Yeah. I just unfortunately I just let the Abishai fuck off. The player's just standing there. I'm sure that won't come back to bite us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. But um, yeah, uh, that's the f- first half of the campaign. The 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 uh, the three year game. What do you what do you guys think so far? Like,
1: Uh. (laughs) 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 yeah it's about as chaotic as i was expecting it is kind of funny that you you i i shouldn't even say funny it's actually kind of impressive that you managed to take like just a stream of chaotic energy in the beginning with basically no plan at all and like slowly funnel it down into a point of cohesion and be like all right i think i can work with this yeah yeah (laughs) Like you started with a very wide net and or like, uh, I'll get somewhere eventually. Wait. Oh, oh, okay. We got some.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Looking back, it was like I said, it was definitely building the rail tracks as the train was coming. A lot of that up until basically up until that calorel bit. <laughs>
1: yeah. At which point you're like, all right, maybe if I build the tracks ahead of time a little bit, yeah. just a little bit.
0: And even if like, let's say certain encounters weren't good, I messed up some rulings like as an early DM. It didn't matter because Oh well, that shit's my, like whatever. yeah. My players really enjoyed it, and to to quote one of my players, who basically this is like one of the highest compliments I've gotten. It's like, you know, uh, my d d my d d games are basically like if Adult Swim made a Disney film, what my campaigns feel like, apparently to them. Um, so I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's a pretty good. Uh, yeah, I could see that comparison. <laughs> Uh, all right, all righty. Bitches. Bitches and hoes and hoes and bitches. We're gonna come back around next time. Next for an 50th anniversary show. Yeah, for 50th anniversary <laughs> show number two. If you enjoyed the chaos that is spewed out of mouth, Matt, 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 Matts. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. Mouth, My mouth, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Matt's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Now the sound. Now it sounds a little dirty. If you enjoyed what you heard, hit the follow or subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice. If you want to tell Matt why he did a bad job or a good job, leave a comment. Yeah. And if you want to stay up to date, follow us on Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody, and uh, to another fifty.
1: I'm not going to think. Oh. Uh, thanks, okay. bud.
2: Damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least I'm not a fucking animal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah. ba b- b-